Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a new edition of Soap Dish Salem Style. I am your host this week, Tony Ann. And with me this week, I've got the full crew with me. I've got Nick, Dylan, Ariet, and special guest star, Michael the Maverick. Hello, hello, darlings. Fresh out and think y'all will hear from me, but I wanted Tony to host this week. You did great, but one thing. Mm-hmm. That man name is Grandpa. Oh, to okay. you, maybe I will always call him Nick. That man that name is, is Grandpa. Thank you, Tony. Confuse. Oh, now you Listen. can turn your hearing aid up and you want to speak. Okay. Listen. It's your guts. This is this is between the two of y'all. I I am not like I am Switzerland. Hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Thank but, you. But very Tony, much. Tony, you're my opal to my Erica Kane. You yes. supposed to have my back. I have everybody's back, but I also know when the fight is not mine to get into, and I'm going to run the other way. Thank you very much. Fighting with me is like fighting with a wall. Keep fighting. Go ahead. Now, out. we don't have, we don't have. I didn't have say much. explain your personality. I said pull up your boots. Okay. So apparently we're going off the rails before we even get into the main episode, but I'm going to circle this back around. We don't have much in terms of actual show news, but I do want to make a bit of an announcement in terms of podcast. Uh, for the next few weeks, I will be taking over the main hosting duties as Michael has some stuff going on. So it will be me hosting and Michael will either come in as he wants to, or it'll just be me and the rest of the crew. So I just it's wanted like you guys when, to be aware. It's like when the house owner gives the maid the keys, you know, you always drop <laughs> on by. the maid? Are you sure? Called her the okay, maid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you want to make this analogy, sir? I didn't mean it that way, but you know, Tony always cleans house. I'm, I just paid the bills. You could have called her the estate manager. Like, at least. I couldn't think of another word. Okay. <laughs> Tony cleans up house anyway. I just pay the fucking bills. I'm just here. I, I, you know what? You know what? I'll give myself a title. I am the crisis manager of this podcast. Yes, the hey, Olivia, Olivia Pope. Pope. <laughs> there we go. I fixed it for you because no man, no sir, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. you didn't want to be Harold. <laughs> <laughs> or no, no Harold, no Henderson for me. Thank you very much. Uh... <laughs> Since we have gone completely off the rails, why don't we just try to jump into the stories for the week? We actually have a whole lot to discuss. Wow, did a lot happen this week as I'm looking at the outline. So we're gonna jump in and our first topic of the day is Gabby confronts Ava over what she did and Ava owns it and basically says, what are you going to do about it? And Jake, meanwhile, confronts Philip and tries to mansplain the mob as if he's not a Kyriakos. Okay, so how does this go? Do we just jump in? Do I... Yeah, no, we can... <laughs> this is new for me. I'm in a different seat. <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah, no, we can, we, we can just jump in. So who wants to kick it off? Okay, I'm going to go then. Okay. I am so glad that they put Ava in Titan because Ava and Gabby really have the potential to become a big soap beef that people tune in for. But when it was just about Rafe and Ava dating Rafe, it was kind of stupid to me. Now that we know that Ava is going after Gabby Chic, I don't know why, because it's not selling your no units, because Gabby doesn't Be- have a house. It, it's but- because of <laughs> the selling units. 
it's, and it is selling units. That's why Philip wants control of Gabby Chic. It's it's Gabby Chic is such a money maker that he can't fire Gabby without getting control of Gabby Chic because Gabby has it in her contract that if she walks, Gabby Chic comes with her. So So he's got to sit. He's got to separate Gabby from Gabby Chic so that he can fire Gabby and retain the money maker. Well, all in all, I'm just saying. I'm enjoying this feud now because now it has purpose. Yeah. And um, they they use this stupidity, as we as you called it, to give Ava the motivation to come after Gabby. Because had Gabby not been an ungrateful bitch for no reason, um, yeah. Ava then, then Ava would have left her the fuck alone. So Gabby, once again, is making stupid choices that winds her up in stupid places. Yeah, she's I guess Jake got, enemy here. Jake got that dumb dick because apparently <laughs> she's lost all of her marbles. Uh, it, uh, uh, because it's like there was no reason for her to go after Philip. There was okay, but let's, let's, be, let's, be, let's be real. Let's be real for one second. Is it Jake or is it just the fact that Gabby gets dickmatized? Yeah, this is a common yeah. thing for her. Because Stephanie definitely a pattern Because she Stephanie, was the original OG, but she blew up a town for that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot she, about that. She, <laughs> blew, she blew up the town for Chad, even though they Chad... Weren't, they weren't... They, they weren't, Chad they didn't weren't even, together. They weren't even together. Chad was she, with Melanie. Chad was with she was Melanie. obsessed she with had, Chad. That's why yes. I always say Chad is this generation's Austin Reed. All <laughs> these women fight for him. But is okay, he really so, a prize? It, yeah, it, it started with Chad. Like, she blew up the entire town to get a man who wasn't even that into her. She refused to see Nick for the bad guy that he was. Until well, he, you skipped uh, one. No, who? Will she basically bed the gay man to sleep with her? <laughs> no, she didn't. She knew something. She knew something was off with Will. Will was the one begging to sleep with her. Will was the one time she actually had sense because Will. She ended things with Will because she knew something wasn't right. And she still laid down with him after Tony. They were lonely. Yeah. <laughs> they were lonely, <laughs> and that and that was that was more Will's issue than hers. So every, everybody, everybody gets a everybody gets a free pass, and Will is hers. Okay, I'm gonna let you have that one. But it's the she knew deep down that she, that man wanted. Well, I can't say that on air, but <laughs> <laughs> wanted the but same thing she did. Some bus. Literally, so- literally. The, <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I'm, not even, I'm not even touching that. All I'm gonna say is literally the only man that Gabby has not been digmatized over is Stefan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's probably because he died. Well, no, she she tried to blow up Julie's heart. <laughs> I mean. Bad. I mean, like she, she just. She I, I mean, my thing is, she went after a man who went after a woman who put on a wig to cosplay as her. No, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Stefan was a whole wig sniffing weirdo. Let's not. Yeah, yeah. It, it was no, but I, let's I be honest. Say, Abby put on that wig to act like Gabby, and he fell in love with her. And Gabby knew all that, and still. No, that yeah. is true. But I'm yeah. just saying, like G- Gabby was at least able to maintain her plant. She was like, more she, in control until he until he died. Yeah, but she was still she was still able to take him for all he was worth at the time, and still managed to complete her plan. Like, I miss that Gabby. I miss that Gabby too because that Gabby has apparently that Gabby was an anomaly, <laughs> and 
uh, and weird, what I thought was going to be her new, like, character persona was just a one-off, and we're back to her being so obsessed with a guy that nothing she ever does makes sense. And it sucks because I really do like Jake and Gavin. I try. I, I really do. But like I, I said- moments where I can like them, but then they both act so ridiculously stupid, it takes me right the fuck out. And I know I've said this on multiple podcasts, but I'm going to say it again. They had heat when Gabby first left. Yes! It was there. Oh, so good. They should have played on that. When she came back, he was with Kate. Cool. That was good angst a little bit. But here's the thing. They it let went on play way too long. long. It wasn't oh. supposed to be that serious. For me, this okay, and I even I even let that go. I let I was cool with them getting back together, but once you did not know what to do with them, and the chemistry was starting to run out because you didn't know what to do with them, that's when you should break a couple up and start it back up from scratch. They did not do that. They just kept going and thought we was going to play along and buy it. Okay. Now, what were you going to say, Arya? For me, the struggle began when um, last summer when we saw Jake jumping jumping from woman to woman without getting any character depth for him. And I feel like right now it's a little too late. The story should have been played a year ago. I'm just I don't, lost. I don't disagree with that. I, do think, I don't disagree with that either. I do think like this story is make or break for Jake. Like but, this mob story, if like, they're gonna play it, they have to play it, but they have to play it well and give us something to root for him. But I don't right think now I don't playing care. It well, well at all. Well, they're just starting. They're just starting it. It has the potential to go really, really, really well. Oh, come on, do you guys really see Jake? I think that's the problem though, because like uh, for me, like I, I like Brandon, but I struggle connecting with or caring about Jake. And so for me, what they need to do is actually develop his character. And this is an opportunity for them to do that. And they and should do that. Because now we get to find out wrong. who he is. Like who they should do is. that by making him Jake Alamein. That's it. True. But, but, yeah, but we, you, can't, I, we can't well, pivot him to someone else until we know he is. He is. He is. We have to, and I get we what you're to... saying, but I'm saying overall, he is not working in the Demera family. And right. with, so the, they, they with removed, the story... But they removed him from the Demera, Demera No, No, but I'm they... saying with the story that they have given us, this is the time for him to be like, screw the Demeras. I can't keep up with them. But I know I can take like the top of the Alamein family. Get Vivian out of jail. And if you were going to keep her in jail, at least have them making phone calls and transpiring together, giving him money, something to try to build him up while playing this story in the background. Because right now, you have Abel and Philip blackmailing him with his past. This should be his moment to where we should see Jake building up, stepping into the Alamein fold. And we're also learning about his past as well. So we can see him building up. I agree. He needs needs an anchor because he doesn't have one. But they could honestly use this as a way to do that. Break him all the way down with his past. Have him get to the bottom 
and have him be like, I have to save myself. I have to save Gabby. I cannot let Gabby lose her company. I, I need help. Somebody has to help me. Let me contact my mother. That's well, perfect. We're seeing how it's going to end up next week. Yeah. Can we talk about how the Alamein boys are screwed when it comes to bullets? Either One of them is either catching strays or shooting them. Honestly. I will say though, like just to kind of backtrack for a second, like with this story, I I do think that Michael was right. Adding Ava to the mix completely like brought it to life because before yeah. it it was flatlining, it was down bad. It was, <laughs> like, it, was it was it was ambient in human form. Yeah, it was not great. <laughs> it, 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 was, it wasn't great. Speaking I'm still, of, I'm still <laughs> struggling with the part of Gabby and Jake. Going, going after Philip Angle like when you have brought it upon yourself like exactly like Philip said he's just it, fighting back it was what? a plot point that didn't, it needed it to be there but it wasn't built it didn't make up. sense it didn't without make sense. the rest of it now if they would have shown us for weeks that Philip and Gabby were not getting along when it came to Gabby sheep deals then yeah that would have made plenty of sense but or when you even... saw Philip and Gabby getting along and having a good time with Gabby sheep so it just didn't make sense why she would do that it was what, a plot point sh- that was needed but it wasn't explained what they should have done is have Gabby been butthurt that Philip chose Chloe. That would have been all the motivation she needed to take him down. But she turned him down. Exactly. And that was their mistake. They should have flipped it to give her the motivation to come after him. It comes Mm. more uh, across like, let's just keep kicking Philip while he's down. It would have been better. I get you because it's weird. Like, they keep having Gabby, you know, go on about how this is going to be ariana's legacy and i'm like i you You don't ask me to feel bad for you when you were trying to kick philip out of his yeah you're you're making dummy moves because if that was the case why are you even doing this you would have been on your p's and q's you know what i mean like Like, and i'm 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 look i like you but i'm struggling to feel bad for you when all of this you got or even have jake be the motivating factor behind wanting to take philip down because he doesn't like how attached philip and gabby are that would have been a good angle i would have liked that if if jake was jealous and put it in her ear to get rid of him they don't even play that i found jake explaining the mob to philip being so damn ridiculous oh it's laughable yeah it was, I was like, what the, f-? like, he, like, you're acting like he's not a whole ass Kiriakis that His daddy comes is from the mob. mob. Like, exactly. Like, but at the, sa- but the, no, at but the, the thing same is- time, Jake I said I kind of get it because it's Jake- like, you know about not, you was born into it, but your he- ass almost got capped. Like- but, thing is, but Jake also said, you don't have your daddy to clean up this mess. This, your, what, whatever trouble Philip got into, Victor was there to bail him out. Mm-hmm. This Jake was doing all that on his own. That's I get. I get why Jake is trying to let him know this ain't the road you want to go down. Yeah, I, I got what he was saying. Now, I get your point as well. But Phil shows when he mentioned that um, Philip shouldn't trust Ava because Ava could double cross Philip as well. And I, yeah, I, I will. Did- I did like when, when J- I, the one thing I did like when Jake said, look, the last time you tangled with this woman, Brady got a bullet with your name on it. Are you sure you want to do this? Got a bullet with your name on it. 
I forgot about that, but yeah, that was shit. That was all Philip's fault. Hmm. Well, technically, it was on Xander, but it was Philip too. That's kind of like the thing, though. Like for <laughs> Philip, he's never really going to see like what Jake was trying to say because Philip is always going to have his father's money. And can I make a comparison here that might and, like, sound a little nuts? And Dylan, you can tell me if I'm wrong because you you have. Does Philip remind you of Spencer in a way? He always, on General Hospital, he always kind of grew up without having to really face the consequences because he always had either Kate or Philip, uh, Kate or Victor to like get him out of a jam. To me, he reminds me more of Nicholas Cassidine. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Spencer didn't have what Nicholas had. Everybody was always there to come through for Nicholas and protect him and rescue him and cover up whatever he did. Spencer don't have that. Because his father that's ain't true. doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And once he got in trouble, they they helped him, but they sent his ass away. <laughs> but I mean, the yeah, Ava, like, like is never going to have to like. I, and it's not that he can't. I, I'm not saying that I don't think Philip can't. I'm not saying Philip can't stand on his own two feet. He's just never going to have to. Yeah, he's never had to. As so long we as we don't know if around, he can. As long as Kate's around, he's never going to have to. Because they're 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 never going to make him. No, because no. the minute he starts free falling, they're going to perish. You know, they're going to, you know, send out their helicopter parent parachutes and save him. Yep. And so I think that's pretty much everything on this half of the story. Hashtag team Philip. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. In, in this context, yes. Not so much for not me. Not the this, other, but in this. In this particular uh, story, yes. I was rooting for, I was rooting for Philip here because like I was I was watching Jake explain and I'm like, yeah, no, this is dumb. But we're going from one dumb thing to another. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rafe, yep. Rafe and Nicole almost kiss and EJ mercifully interrupts and drags Rafe to Helen back. Thank you, EJ. Once he leaves, EJ and Nicole kiss. I Y'all, just want to say something. What? Big ass. I've, I've never, ever been happier to see an almost kiss interrupted. Thank Me you, EJ. Too. Thank you, EJ. <laughs> Junior. Oh, For God. the motherfucking win. Yes. Uh, yes. Listen. When EJ Demira can drag you to the depths, you ain't living right and you need to get your life together. Yeah. Like, you just, you ain't living right. Why do they write well, Rafe to be so insufferable? God. They've been doing this for years. <laughs> I know. Just, that's why I don't get it. He, he has it's, not recovered from being with Hope. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. Nah. You know, I think it's actually, you might be right about that because I didn't hate him this much. I didn't like. He's he just, was tolerable back then, but then he got with hope. But he had yeah, his he's smug just moments, though. There, he had a yeah, smug but moment, they were, but now they, it's just it's twenty four seven smugness. Yeah, yeah, they don't write him any other way. And it's it's weird for me because I I don't like the way that this story is like playing out. But like Rafe and Nicole as a concept doesn't bother me i it's I the execution where we go left that is that i'm not really happy with i feel I, like part of it is they're just they're like 10 years too late with this train yes yeah. thank you. i'm trying to give them grace and i'm trying to get on board now now grace 
The grace train hard. has come and gone. And left. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, if they were going to play, I wish it was about more than because they're not 25. It doesn't make sense. They're, they're too old for it to be yes. playing like their high school sweethearts. Or they just, not they only of, that, there's no like I could see it if Rafe and Ava were married with kids. Okay, now you have a reason not to pursue your feelings. All of them my push and fifth. <laughs> or okay, yeah. honestly, what like, they should have like, done. They've been together five minutes. Her and Nicole are not that like, her and Nicole not, are not that they're not that, they're not that close. Uh, what they should have playing done. Ava like she's Taylor Walker. Okay, what they should have done yes. is have Rafe and Nicole sleep together instead of Nicole and Xander. Because then the guilt over Rafe being the reason that her marriage imploded would be enough to separate them. Something. It needs something with some weight to it because this does not make any sense for who also, they are and where they are in their life. In life, yeah. And also, Rafe needs to shut the entire fuck up if he's in a whole ass relationship with somebody else. He has no right to say anything about who Nicole decides to date, sleep with, or whatever. Like, well, you uh, have your choice. Well, no, he you doesn't. You chose Ava. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> he's still Nick choosing he's, Rafe. He's still, <laughs> he's still choosing Ava. That's the weird part. Yeah. yeah. But is he though? Because he's saying he's choosing Ava, but then he's saying seeing with seeing you with EJ bothers me and he's 30 seconds from kissing a woman who is not Ava. So is he really choosing Ava or is he just lip service choosing Ava? Lip service, but he won't dump her though. He needs no. to. He's well, going, he's, oh, it's his so when he gets his excuse, he absolutely will. And I think that's where like this whole Gabby, Gabby and Ava, Ava rivalry mm-hmm. is gonna come in. I think I think when he finds out about her quote unquote betraying Gabby, and then I also think somehow, some way he's going to find out that she helped Kristen bust out of jail. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Going that's going to be coming gonna, back around. Yeah, it, he's going to get his excuse to end yeah. there because with that's Steve all it will wh- be. It will be an excuse. Oh, okay. With Steve, Can- for whatever reason, searching for Kristen next week, I'm assuming Steve is probably going to unearth exactly how she managed to escape. So, uh, yeah, I just, I just feel like that's gonna. There, he's gonna take the first out that he's get that he gets for uh, sure. Uh, okay. Can the resident Nicole stand ask, say something? Go ahead. This is going to be a long one, y'all. So give, give me a second. <sighs> Big ass, heavy, Negro spiritual ass sign. <laughs> y'all know, like last week when I said, was it last week or the week before last week? Oh, it was the week before last because it was latest night last week. I voted for the lesser evil in this, like when I voted for Uncle Joe. And just like with Uncle Joe, it's not showing good signs in the very <laughs> beginning. <laughs> because when they had Nicole Walker. Her middle name is Stella, if you want to know. <laughs> no, nah, I, I was collecting myself. Oh. <laughs> When they had Nicole Walker sitting up there acting like what EJ did during their whole two marriages was 10 years ago and it was no big deal. It was 10 I years ago. It literally was, TV though. And slap like, the shit out of her. I it literally really was 10 did. years ago. 
Her baby died in 2000, I think, 2000, well, I, I, 2011 That's not the point. That's not the point. I already see down the pike that they're just going to let this growth that Nicole has had in the past 20 years down the wayside to try to make EJ and Nicole work. Oh, I don't agree at all. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's where they're going. I I don't even think that's what that comment meant because it literally was 10 years ago. It's not like this was last year and she's trying to wipe it but, under, you know. But and she's to literally come so far from that. Why would she excuse that? It's not an excuse, though. It was literally 10 years ago. When she said it was a long time ago, it literally was. It was a whole ass decade ago. But it still happened, Tony. He yeah, treated but- her like shit. And she's aware of that and going into this with her eyes wide open. She's not the same person she was 10 years ago. She's choosing to pursue this with EJ, knowing the risks. And she's strong enough this time to handle it. She's not going to let EJ break her the way he broke her before. I don't think he can because she's her. She's not into him like that, like she was before. Like clearly her feelings are with rape. EJ is... EJ is clearly just a distraction for her. EJ is scratching an itch. And I feel like... Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well. I, I, like, and, and honestly, though, Michael, I feel you, but that's why I don't mind this. Because if this were romantic, I'd be like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. But it's not coming off that way. Like, At least like, not yet. Because it's like... I. All I see is them just like having fun and distracting each other because EJ honestly not go nuclear the way he does whenever Sammy's name comes up if he were over her. I think at some point plus I I also noticed have y'all also noticed that he has not taken off his wedding ring? Mm -mm. Yeah. I've noticed. So it's like he's distracting himself from sammy she's distracting herself from rafe and at the same like they're honest but i i'm gonna say it i think it's i think at some point ej is gonna be the one to catch feelings and ej is gonna be the one because i i remember and coming up soon we're gonna have ej ava scenes coming so i feel like ej and ava are likely going to see the unfortunate magnetism that is rafe and nicole or at least that's what they're trying (laughs) (laughs) I I just so I think that EJ and Ava are going to end up working together to keep them apart because Dan and Tamara are going to be working together and it's going to be coming up soon and I can see EJ catching deeper feelings for her than she has for him and wanting to keep her but seeing her going towards Rafe and Ava seeing the same thing on Rafe's end and so the two of them are going to team up to keep them apart well, here's the thing. Hmm. I'm holding out hope for something that I know is probably not going to happen. So I'm keeping my cool about things, if that makes sense. So I- I'm buying it for right now. I'm just riding the wave, see where it takes me. But all I'm going to say is, it's going to have to be somebody to exercise the demon in Salem. That's all I'm saying. Listen, if, you, if you're if you saying that you think Eric's going to return for the exorcism, I'm right there with you. I was on that train as soon as I saw the deadline article that says people were going to be returning for this story. And we know that Greg is in L.A., so I'm 100% on that I, train. I doubt, I doubt we get him. I'm not, I'm not holding that much hope. 
I'm optimistic, but I ain't a listen, dumbass. Listen, listen, I, I will be the naive, That's optimistic me. one of the two of us. <laughs> oh, okay. I, me, like, I'm hoping for it. I, I, I'd be thrilled if it happened. And y'all know I'm not naive about a lot of shit because I was in here calling for Erica Kane to go to GH. <laughs> but I'm not that damn naive. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, hell, I, at this point, I see more of he's La trying Lucci to turn going over. He's La, trying to I turn General Lucci. Hospital into all my children. That's what he's trying to do. I can uh, see Lelucci over at GH before I see Greg Bond coming back to days, and that says a lot. <laughs> I don't think Sue Lucci will ever work for ABC again. <laughs> like I said, I'm naive, but I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> I, I Every time you Eric. say naive, it sounds like you're saying not even. I get so confused. Yeah, I thought I, was, I wouldn't. Y'all mind leave Eric. my ass in the lawn. <laughs> I wouldn't mind Eric coming back, no matter who's playing him. As long as he's not crying, as long as he's not crying, I'm good. Just don't Mark let him Lawson. cry. Mark Lawson. That's fine. Give him some platform shoes. Since everybody thinks he's too short. <laughs> again, <laughs> again. Everybody the same size, horizontal, and doggy. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. It don't matter. Short men lead love to I've dated plenty of tall women. So I check mean, that at the door. <laughs> Eric does the, Eric does need to come back for this. They could have John put on his priest outfit. They could hell even have Lonnie get dressed up as a nun. Why not? <laughs> I did wonder if she was. I didn't say all of- that now. <laughs> Just bring Mario, back Eric to exercise his They're going to need all the help they can get. Bring Mario, back Eric to exercise his demon. Before we get too far into the weeds here. What's next? Uh, you guys have said it all. Honestly, <laughs> I don't have anything to add. That's why I'm... Yes. All right. Well, bring back Eric. Have him realize that his family is important to him again and make him stay. EJ versus Eric. But, ooh, EJ, ooh versus EJ versus Eric. Eric. With EJ as their Stefano. Come on now. Come I, on I'd now. be here for it. The only the only issue I have is the writing team's lack of well, the show in general, not just this writing regime. The show in general's lack of interest in Eric Brady. They've never shown yeah. an interest. Yeah. And if they are going to ever bring this character back, be it in the form of Greg Vaughn or some or Mark Lawson or somebody else, the next time you bring Eric Brady on my screen, you better have a fucking plan for him that is about him and do not make him secondary in his own fucking story well well, we can be honest it wasn't the whole time for Greg Vine because y'all may not have liked it but that Thornbird storyline with him and Nicole was pure heat yeah that lasted a year a year and a half and then they literally did nothing of consequence with him this is true but I'm saying I'm saying they can do it they it can, can do done. it. They just cho- they can do it. They've proven they can do it. They just choose not to. And that choice will continue to boggle my mind. So if you're going to bring him back, have a plan that actually centers on him. We don't need him in town to being to be the town support staff. We need him to have his own focus. If you want to bring him support in support staff. And- oh my God. <laughs> should have oh, he should have never been a priest to begin with. He should have been a damn cop. Or oh, they said, so they said they had Eric being a candy stripper. Oh, 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 oh. 
Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. You're not, but oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. This is weird. (laughs) What's weird? It's weird because it's like the care, like, first of all, it's Eric Brady. That alone. Just who he is, who he's connected to, that alone gives them so much to play with and so many things that they can do with him. And no one's interested in doing any of it. And they never really have. And they never have been. Because even when Jensen was Eric, like, I mean, they didn't really do anything of consequence with him there. It took them like they brought Sammy on screen in 1993. They didn't bring Eric on screen until 1997. And even then, once he left in 2000, it took them 12 years to bring the character back. And then when they brought him back, they brought him back with an actor who was popular, who came in with his own fan base, who fit in all of the places Eric needed to fit into and who did an amazing job and nothing. Like, like it's the, so it's it's weird. It, I don't and, I don't get it. I don't. And it bothers me from the Eric Cole standpoint because yeah, they may not be the biggest fan base, but they have a pretty decent fan base to hold on to. Like even and even like the people who aren't big Eric Cole stands, they were excited for the wedding because people waited twenty years for it, and when you gave it to us. Mm. they might as well have had a wedding at the Golden Corral. Like, I, I, it basically I, did. The Brady Pub is the Salem version of the Golden Corral. <laughs> Tony, you are on a roll this episode. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I mean, like, their wedding wasn't even about them. It was about Sammy. It was return. about Sammy. Like, I mean, the death of his child became about Sarah's pain and Maggie. And that nice tombstone they put. I'm not gonna let y'all shit on that story because that that was the nicest tombstone I've seen. Yeah, but that time. wasn't even for him. That what was is, Xander's gift to Sarah, which further proves the, my point. The thing is, it was it should have been about Eric and Sarah's pain, and it was just about Sarah's. That's it's Sarah and Maggie's really. They, like, they left Eric out of it, like he was a sperm. Completely. Yeah. It's like Eric didn't get even it. get it to meet his. How little respect they have for the character. Yeah, because you know they love man pain, so it was weird that they didn't yeah. decide to put that. But, but, no, but here's ne- the thing: here's Eric the never thing. got to meet his child. The child that he lost, he never got to meet because of Xander's choices, and he never got to confront him about it. Not really. But he, but here's the thing: I knew that they weren't going to play Eric as the father of this child when Eric turned down going on the run with it. Because remember when um. Nicole had when everything was coming out about you know yeah and she said if you don't if you don't want to say anything we don't have to we don't have to we can run I literally thought they were going to go that route and they didn't once they didn't I just knew that they weren't going to play Eric like the father that he should have been and I understood in that moment why he didn't, because he didn't want to put his brother through the pain he was living through for the last e- like he he wanted he didn't want to you know keep his brother in a hell he didn't need to be in because like but, I understood which I, I got it, but at the same time it was kind of like the ringing like, of the bell, uh, yeah, the ringing of the bell that basically told me 
they're not going to play Eric like the father he's supposed to be. But this terrible is... thought. <laughs> oh, God, what? What if they would have had Eric keep the baby because he was still pissed about what Kristen did to him? <laughs> I, I would not be against that. That would have been a way to go. It would have been it would have been terrible, but it still it would have made sense. I honestly, or if he held the fact that Brady had Nicole go out of town for a year or two. Honestly, what they sh- what they should have done, and then I swear we will move on to the next story because we have kind of segued way off the rails here. But um, what they should have done is have the truth come out, and then have Brady and Kristen fight Eric and Nicole for custody of that child. That custody battle that we had with Nicole and Sammy over Henry should have been Eric and Brady over Rachel. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. Because Eric and Eric would want, well, because then Eric would want to raise his child and then he would completely exile Sarah, Sarah and Xander out of it for the choices that they made. And it literally would have been the battle of the brothers over their child. That should have been where the story was. And the fact that that was never the story pisses me off to this day. And I will probably go to my grave pissed about that. Honestly, they could have just did the custody trial with Hen- Hennessy again. Be right back, y'all. Okay. And basically just said, okay, give the baby to Eric and Nicole. And then eventually had Allie won the baby but it, it could have been something that they could have worked Eric and Nicole into but they chose not to at every chance they got which is why Greg Vaughn walked because I guarantee you had they gone the custody route instead of sending Brady and Rachel on the run with their kid like uh, Brady and Kristen on the run with Rachel I guarantee you Greg Vaughn would still be on that show because he would have had a meaty story to sink his teeth into because like Sarah never mentioned Rachel that much anyway once Rachel went over to Brady and Kristen so we could have exiled Sarah and Xander completely out of that story and then just made it a battle of the brothers and we know that Brady and Eric give good feuds because we've watched it for years and loved every second of it it's just a pity and a damn shame but we can move on Yes, we are going to move on. Uh, Prior to running into Rafe, Nicole receives flowers from EJ and Brady offers some unsolicited advice, which she basically told him to keep. I loved this scene. Like, she's like, you have no room to talk given your choices. So kindly butt your ass out of my love life. And I was like, good for you, Nicole. I I love that she keeps it real with Brady. And I still enjoy their friendship, but he... He really has no place telling Nicole or any woman who they should or should not date, to be honest. Especially, especially when considering he, what Brady his, did to Nicole. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say that, like, especially when he tried to control Nicole, he blackmailed her and forced her, leave, her to leave town. He has no place in this. And she wouldn't, she or Chloe wouldn't need his blessing to date whoever they wanted to date. Yeah, that that whole blessing line was a little weird for me, too. But I did like the little um, Nicole and Brady moment before we segued into the other stuff, which we will segue over to now. Um, Philip attempts to apologize to Chloe, but she doesn't want to hear it. She heads to work where she talks to Brady. Brady apologizes for his part in this and tries to comfort her. Philip shows up at Basic Black, sees the hug and punches Brady. This is the last straw for Chloe and she moves out. Okay, 
I want to say one thing. I want to say one thing before before we really uh, fully jump into this. Um, Philip for me was all the way wrong, and here is why. He never should have gone to Basic Black. Chloe made it clear she needed space. She was not about his apology. Like he tried with the with the watering can and the flowers, and she basically said, "Yeah, nice try, but I need some time." And instead of respecting her wishes and her feelings and giving her the time that she wants he followed her ass to work like and then he saw what he saw and he overreacted proving her point like he, he should his ass should have just stayed home to be honest because mm-hmm. yeah, my I, I don't disagree because like I have a lot of feelings but like to your point Tony I don't disagree because had he been where he was supposed to be he wouldn't have seen where he, what he like saw. the old folks say you go looking for something you gonna find, find something yeah. okay like <laughs> like he you, you don't work there you don't like there was no <laughs> no <laughs> like, reason at all for you to be no anywhere around the vicinity yeah like hey he he literally went there because it was about his feelings and making making himself feel better for what he did to chloe and my main issue with philip and chloe has always been even going all the way back to high school when i actually really did enjoy them is it's always been more about his feelings and what philip wanted than her philip never truly considered her feelings that much and it always bothered me well i will say this all of this was very in character for John Crawford. Like, <laughs> th- this is him. This is how he acts. Give, give me the acts. This is him. But I will say this. They're laying it on pretty fucking thick. Yeah. Like, th- I, th- don't, this, this I don't. This is like... not a triangle. At this point, you have written Philip to be the antagonist for mm-hmm. Brady and Chloe. Now, I am a Broly fan. I've already put my stake in that land. But if you're saying this is a triangle and playing it like a triangle, make it a triangle. I have no problem with Philip showing his jealous ass because, again, this is John Crawford. This is him. But you're laying it on so thick. How do you expect anyone to root for Philip and Chloe? I have an issue with it because he's supposed to be showing Chloe that he's over it. And my issue isn't, he keeps saying his issue is with Brady, but honestly, I don't think that's true. I, he needs to admit that his issue is he doesn't trust Chloe. He doesn't trust Chloe's feelings for Brady. I wish they would play it to the point where he can see what she can't or what she's not willing to admit and that his insecurities are stemming from the fact that he knows that she's just a place that he's just a placeholder for Brady instead of making it about Brady trying to take her from him make it about knowing that Chloe's one step away from walking out the door because he can see what she can I kind of think that's what Philip was alluding to uh, when they had their argument because I feel like Chloe is as wrong as Philip is, and he is. I'm not excusing him. But I feel like Chloe needs to accept the fact that she's, like, running away from her feelings for Brady and stop hiding behind someone else. Because I don't think that's fair to Philip either. And he, I think he sees that. But he probably... 
uses Brady as an excuse. She has played a part in this, and he she she's been asked multiple times by Philip, does she want to be with him? Like he's asked her, "Are you sure? Do you want to be in a relationship with me?" Maybe not. Are you sure? But he's asked her, and she's no. He has him. said, "Are you sure?" He you you were right first time. Him every time. So I feel like Chloe needs to um take ownership because she's not blameless. Yeah. I, I mean I don't I'll... think anyone thinks that she is. No, but much she she's people keep out. saying that like Philip no. is being, you know, thrown under the bus or whatever. For me, just as somebody who like ships both pairings and likes all three characters I kind of feel like the thing I, I kind of feel like when people say that they're not being entirely accurate because all of them are being their worst selves and it's perfectly in character with all of them Brady when it comes to Philip anytime they are in competition about anything Brady becomes an immature, habitual line stepper. Yep. Every single time. Anytime Brady and Philip are in competition about anything, Philip becomes an insecure, reactionary jerk. Yep. Anytime Chloe is unsure of her feelings, she runs. Yes. When she gets hurt or when she feels unsure, she shuts down and she bolts because what's all this is who they are this is who they've always been and the thing is when you put them all together they tend to bring out the worst in each other in this situation this is what happened the first time and it's what's happening again and in a weird it's kind of the revert like it's weird because when chloe and philip were first together Chloe couldn't admit her feelings about Philip. She had a very hard time saying she loved him. She had a very hard time admitting her feelings at all. And I feel like we're kind of there with Brady now. Like I she's, she, she can't, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's fear of getting hurt, fear of it not working out, fear of things changing between them, but she can't admit how she truly feels about Brady. I don't think she's doing any of this maliciously or even consciously. I don't think she's aware of what she feels. And I think what's going to end up being the pivot point for her is now that she's moved out and she's going to have like going to have some space because I I know Brady is going to offer his place to her, but I don't think she's going to accept it. Or at least I hope that she doesn't accept it right away. And like she takes some solo time on her own and she kind of figures out where she naturally gravitates towards. And she's going to find her, she's going to find herself gravitating more, I think, to Brady than to Philip. Yeah, like I I get Arya's point because I I do feel like Chloe needs to own her mess. And I've said from the beginning that I think that she cares about Philip, but her heart is with Brady. And the longer she lets her hurt, because that's what it is. He hurt her. And like, we saw that when they had that conversation in In Pennsylvania. Yeah. Because she was in tears. Like he hurt her when he chose Kristen and he chose a life with 
Kristen over a life with her and Rachel. So like as the longer she lets that hurt dictate her decisions, the worse this is going to be for everybody. And because I mean, like to me, it's been as clear as day from day one, like what this was. (laughs) Um, Me too. And to me, I feel like instead of just moving out, she really should have ended things, period. Yes. The bottom line is Brady doesn't respect Chloe's relationship with Philip because Chloe doesn't respect Chloe's relationship. Yeah, that's kind of the point I was trying to convey. I don't think Chloe does it intentionally, but she, as wrong as Philip is, and like I've said, he's wrong. He has contributed a lot to this mess. But like... Chloe cannot put it all on him because that's kind of what she did the other day and it exhausted me to watch because (sighs) I just she also needs somebody to call her on that like Brady's Brady isn't if it is kind of doing it she has done it but I need I that's where I was headed I need her to do it more or maybe like have her be on a phone call with her mother and give us like a Patrika Darbo cameo for a second and have her mom get to the bottom of it. Like give us a scene of somebody call like lit- an uninterrupted scene of somebody saying, Chloe, you know, you have a part in this too, because Philip can see what you are not willing to admit. Philip and- can see your heart is with Brady. And if he can see it, and that's, and that's what he's reacting to. That, Maybe you need to ask yourself why you're in this relationship. And that's what he was saying, kind of. That's my interpretation, kind of. Because he was like, I wish you saw things from my perspective. But the thing is, where, where Philip messes up is he keeps bringing up Brady. And he keeps trying to let, make it seem like Brady is intentionally trying to steal Chloe to get to him. He's not making it about the fact that he's afraid to lose Chloe because he can see that Chloe is drawn to Brady. Yeah, they need to tap into that point of view. But like, it's it's just now that Brady has flipped the switch because he... For a while, he tried to stop Phil. I remember that scene in, at the Brady pub when he t- tried to stop Philip from just talking with Chloe, who yeah, was dating. At- like, he has, he has done it. I don't think he, he knows that he tried to intervene, but he did. These... Yeah, but yeah, that goes back to what I was saying. Like everyone keeps saying, "Oh, Philip's being thrown under the bus." Oh, Philip's being turned up to a ten. And the thing is, they all that know this is—they're all perfectly in character with the dynamics that they have with but each I, other. I don't see Brady what... is an immature, habitual line stepper. Whenever him and Philip compete over anything, Brady's worst self comes out to play. And it's been and in this story, Brady's worst self has come out to play on multiple occasions. I don't see a lot of fans like on the opposite side calling Brady out. It's that's their it's not because it's not there to be called out though. Yeah, but like I it's just, there. It's it's there. It's, it's you're, I think it's you're expecting fans to be a little bit more. I think you're expecting fans to be a little bit more objective than they usually are. Yeah, and but for me, I I I, I just don't want Chloe to end up as a pairing 
not in this way. I'm more, I would be more than happy if Chloe and Philip broke up. And At this point, I'm pretty sure you're getting your wish, and I'm pretty yeah. sure we are going to get Brady and Chloe. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I'm more than happy that they're, if and when, you know, it's probably when, when they break up and they move on, and hopefully, like, someday they find their way back to each other when, you know, good writing is a thing for them. And I also need Philip to stop letting his emotions get the best of him. And just let Chloe go. If she wants to be with Philip one day, she's gonna have to come to him. Yeah. On her own terms. That's and what I, I think... want for Philip. I the thing is, uh, Dylan, you mentioned about the throwing under under the bus. It's kind of more like we feel like Philip is getting isolated a bit because he doesn't have any friends. And. But there aren't any friendships in Salem in general. Uh, just as- yes, and yeah, because no. like the only person Brady is really talking to is Nicole, and we like we don't know how this this we are uh, gonna get mob I... part, mob angle, and this business story how how it's gonna end because as of right now it feels like it keeps building to Philip losing, and that's kind of where fans are seeing that he's thrown under the bus and I don't disagree to be honest we are going to get some Philip point of view I think on Monday he's going to end up talking to Kate about Chloe so you are going to get him I mean it's his mom and not a friend but he's at least going to be able to talk to someone and hopefully that's there as well Oh, I didn't know about. It. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, because that might be that also might be when the Kate Roman stuff happens next week too. Um, so I think we're gonna get some much needed point of view from Philip that will hopefully make a little bit more of his actions make more sense yeah. because he's been on eleven this entire story and he needs to walk it back, as Dylan would say, to like a say, six. Jadia or whatever fans call them. They always bring it in fight scenes. Oh my god. I just oh, I love seeing Chloe argue though. <laughs> I don't know why, but I love it. It was so I, good. I love I I love it because it, it real for me, it really shows how far Chloe as a character has come specifically. Because 20 years ago, Chloe would not have fought that hard. I feel like Chloe has regret regressed a bit as well because yeah, and I think, but I think that's more so because she's hurt, so she's defaulting no, not back just to this in, in the story, but like in general, she she used to be a character who like always spoke her opinion and didn't like. I don't know. I just feel like this is a bit. Un- this writing for her is not it for me either. And it's- well, Chloe's had hit or miss writing for a, like a while because I mean, let's not forget like Hooker Chloe era. Like that was not like they've I beaten Chloe that era. It was <laughs> terrible. Let my, it go. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite era for Chloe, I would say it's it's a tie between two thousand and one up until like three and 2008 to 11 especially 2008 because chloe so like over a decade ago yeah 
that's, <laughs> like, that's damn near 20 years ago right like it like, is 20 years ago they're oh, playing i mean they're playing right now narrative from 20 years ago so I mean, I just wish Chloe would tap into the woman she was when she returned to Salem in 2007. Yeah. That, that was a Chloe I rocked with. I just, I struggle with her because, I don't know, I just, this is not Question. The Does the downfall of this character lead, character lead back to Daniel too? Yeah. 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 Fuck he's Daniel a, Jonas. He's done a lot of damage to this show. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of where we were because Chloe was things. so beaten down after she and Daniel imploded and the affair with Philip came out. She like, never bounced back, really. And she's never fully bounced back. So I think she's still trying to figure out exactly who she is. And I want them to delve into that because that's actually like a goldmine of untapped story potential. Like, where is the boss's bitch? I mean, okay. we got to talk about like, Daniel, where though. Is she? Not if you just take away the um, fact that Daniel's connector give parker to philip honestly no but i'm saying if we're gonna do that story we're gonna have to talk about the fact that she had an affair she was married to daniel there's a way to do that without mentioning daniel like you could literally say like i've been through a lot in my life in the last 10 years i've made some choices and done some things that have beaten me down as a person and i'm still trying to navigate and figure out the person that i want to be I kind of wish they tapped into Philip. Like he, he was, he and Chloe cheated with each other on their respective likes. Like their significant others. I wish they kind of tapped into that with Philip being insecure about like use more. That's, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I thought they were going to do and they just haven't brought it up yet. And they need to, because the fact is, it, it's a, it's a, I don't want to call it a character flaw per se, but it's something intrinsic in Philip's character that when he has to compete with somebody, he always gets insecure and jealous, be it Philip, be it Sean, whoever. If he is competing for somebody's attention, he gets insecure and jealous and he acts out. You mean Brady? Because you said Philip? Does he compete no, with himself? Yeah, no, Philip, whether it be, well, yeah, whether Philip competes with Brady or Philip competes with Sean for Bell, like it doesn't, like whenever there's a competition, like the worst sight of the worst side of Philip always comes out. I mean, okay, and he's like, we are, people are saying, like, um, you know, we're not seeing any, like, he's not, his, none of his growth is being acknowledged. But I kind of feel like it is because. If this were old school Philip, he would have absolutely done something underhanded to set up Brady by now. But and a, he, lot yeah. of, a lot of fans are speculating that he will be if Mar Devil gets to him. Well, yeah, I have a, I have I well, first of all, Mar I think the person Mar Devil's gonna actually get to is Brady more than Philip, but I think that. Mar Devil is going to use the animosity between Philip and Brady to make Brady do something. That's my theory. That would make sense, to be honest. Uh, what I'm trying to understand with that and what I think myself is that uh, I personally think they're picking and choosing narratives to to use in this, in this triangle and ignoring a lot of growth for not just like Philip, but all characters involved. And I I do think Chloe needs more work. Like 
better writing as well because we just talked about this yeah Philip left in 2011 with Parker so it kind of in 2015 he wasn't he around to be supportive for Chloe back then that was jazz hands, Philip. I don't remember that era. Yeah, but still, he, he spent more time with with Belle in that time than he did Chloe. All right. Oh my God, I yeah. forgot about because he was he was um the record he was running the label. But Ugh, he bad. found out that Chloe was <laughs> pregnant. I think yeah, I think I remember that. And he was supportive of her, so they kind of felt like that this writing change, if you will. Uh, it was a huge contrast from the last time we saw Philip. Because in 2011, he left with Parker. So I wouldn't say that's such a... So are, are they trying... Are you? Do you think they're trying to purposely ignore the J- John Paul Lavasia years and just trying to Not take ju- Philip back? Just Philip in general. His, like his character growth from 2002 and forward. Because, yeah, we yeah we had that whole uh, Claire debacle in 2007. And, yeah, he eventually moved on from it. But, like, it, I just feel like they're picking and choosing what works in this story and which narrative works. And they're ignoring actual character growth. And I feel like it's kind of... It's frustrating when a lot of like Flowey fans, there is no win for Philip in any angle and then be told like we're wrong because we're, we're seeing we're seeing how he's written and it's frustrating. Well, it, it can be frustrating, but I think saying that he's being put like thrown under the bus is the wrong phrase. I think it's that they're pick, like you said, they're picking and choosing certain aspects of Philip's personality to focus on and they're ignoring the rest. And I think that's a more accurate description than to say he's being thrown under the bus and acting out of character because he is acting in character. It's just, they're focusing on the bad parts and forgetting the good. Yeah. That's John Crawford. Yeah. I get that, but I just, yeah, that's my whole thing. Cause it's like, when you start trying to make the argument that he's being written out of character is where you lose me because he has not done a single thing that is out of character not one he might have regressed as a character but it's still within his character to be able to do this yeah don't fuck with me fellas it's just more what what narrative they're going with that doesn't fit his recent growth is like, it though? Because he look at how he blew up things with Lucas and Sammy and EJ. Like, and he didn't have a horse in that race. Exactly. At all. At I know. All. It's like people <laughs> like you, is, you. This I'm is talking about this, like who before. he is. Like I, I get that you want to focus on his writing within this triangle, but if you look at his writing as a whole, this or is, even just under 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 this regime in general, because look at how he was when he first came back and he kept needling Sean about Bell. It, it, this is what I'm saying. Like this, like this is who they have presented him as, pretty much since he stepped back in town. But I'm and saying before it, he's this like the writing. It's a different regime, so it's always going to be a hit and miss when a different regime writes a character. I just don't feel like this regime. I think what Philip. Yeah, I think what Ari. 
I think what Arya is saying is that Ron and his team are only focusing on the bad parts of Philip and are forgetting the decent good parts and the growth that we saw under other regimes. They're forgetting what fans love about Philip and that's why like it's fine if you have I love Philip like I've tweeted before I love the good bad and the shady side of Philip but when you only give me the bad how am I supposed to think you're not throwing a character under a bus when you're only I I don't feel like we've only gotten the bad though because like I mean look at but that's what he was with Gabby like before but she drove those tra- and anymore. talking about Philip as a character as a whole before Gabby drove that train off the tracks Philip was amazing with her he was understanding he was supportive everything about him that we like that we enjoy the reason why we root for him all of that was there and all of that was shown They're like people show. are trying to pick and choose oh, he's, you know, he's being presented in this way. You have to look at the character as a whole in all of the stories that he's been in, in all of the relationships that he's played in. And look at the entire arc because you cannot say that they've only showed one side of Philip. That's simply not true. It's just not. Look at the friendship now, though. But that's not on him. You, there's yeah, that, no that way to blame true. Philip that is, for that. That is true. I, I've there's no way to blame him for that. He did abs. He did absolutely nothing wrong there. I I get your point. I don't disagree, but I also I get where fans are coming from because I see it myself. I just feel like they need to balance the writing for Philip out more, and as well as the others in this triangle. But like. It needs to be more balanced. I think if it was more balanced, fans wouldn't complain as much. And that's that's why I want Philip out of this triangle. Because I need them to break the character down and focus on building him up. That's what I want. I think, though, we all kind of have to be really, really honest with and, and accept that you're only going to get what it is you're going to get from the people who are writing and you kind of have to look at okay how do they see this character because that's what you're going to get for that character and like you can you you can hope and dream and and have wants (laughs) but you have to manage those expectations I think yeah Yeah. but if it continues to be like one-sided and Philip continues to lose in every angle it's going to be a different discussion I think I don't think he is getting ready to lose in every angle because they're not writing. I'm not saying that he he is going to lose. I'm saying if he does. Because I I think they're setting Philip up for a win on the business side of things because it looks looks to me like they're setting Gabby and Jacob to take the biggest L. I can't tell. As they should. Oh, 100% (laughs) as they should. I'm just saying, I think where Philip may lose romantically, he's going to win in business. I don't mind that because at least there's somewhere I enjoy Philip in. I just don't, I just want them to break the character down and focus on writing better for him. But I don't feel hopeful. I don't, yeah, I don't know that you're going to get that because they have to realize that they're doing something wrong in order for them to fix it. 
I mean, Flowey fans are always out there telling. Yes, but we also know that Ron doesn't always listen to, he'll he'll listen to certain things and he, and he'll be. Maybe with Jamie around as well. We'll see. We'll see what happens once the shift comes. Yep. But I think we have basically gone everywhere we can gone everywhere we can go with this particular subject and I'm actually proud of us we were actually able to discuss (laughs) this this was not the knockdown drag out round two that I was expecting yeah I really need to go listen to that ladies night episode (laughs) (laughs) but like I think this time around we can see all of the point of views like I'm yeah we may not agree on every single standpoint but it's a lot to like break down in this triangle a lot to go through yeah Yeah, i didn't i didn't think it would be that in depth but it really was but we're gonna we're gonna jump to something that didn't unfortunately did not spend a whole lot of time on our air this week eli and lonnie celebrate paulina and abe's engagement and i really only brought this up a because the scenes were cute and b something pissed me off and i wanted to bring it up dear days editors for the love of Christ, could you please stop cutting a scene and then referencing the scene you cut in the next fucking scene that airs? The way I was confused. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, li- I literally rewound because I thought I missed something. I did too. I was so mad. I was so mad. Like, I get mad when they cut shit anyway because that just irks my soul. But I really really get mad when you cut something and then reference the scene you cut as if we fucking saw it it was it was nice to see them um i want this was literally this was literally filler week for them i want to see more of them hopefully that's what we're getting next week um i can't say much about the story because i don't think much happened no this was literally all that happened yeah Yeah, i think they just like I think they just celebrated the engagement and set a date. Yeah. 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 And November. Now, something they did mention that got me a little. The branding thing? Yes. (laughs) That would be nice, wouldn't it? They said if we pick a date, we pick this date, that means both Theo and Brandon can attend. And I was like, we already know Theo's coming back. We didn't know they cast Johnny until we saw him in the promo. We didn't know Eric was coming back until we saw him in the promo. So is it possible it, that they're going to surprise us with Brandon? That Brandon is coming back. Me I mean, it's possible. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Matt Sedano because I'm pretty sure Matt Sedano booked and yeah. busy. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think it's Matt either. He's, so he belongs I, to the the ruthless. That damn show is terrible. That's <laughs> those. <laughs> but I'm sure the texts are nice. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope but yeah, I don't, I, I, I wouldn't hate. I would. I wouldn't be upset if it was a Matt Sedano um cameo I wouldn't hate a recast because Brandon's needed big time Brandon is needed just like Theo is needed I'm gonna talk about talk about that more later can we make Lonnie pie (laughs) (laughs) ew <laughs> what? It, like, it was, like sweetness uh, uh, is and fancy face, Lonnie Pine. No, that no, that's no. disgusting. No. Well, I mean, why, why you is not Why you think? Why do you think he calls her sweetness? 
Because Sir. she has a sweet soul. Sir. Okay. I'm not talking about her pussy. Uh-uh. No. You, you, you can believe that if you want to. No. 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 We're no. not doing that on you this day. Mike. Or not. Who, I have Mike? been overtaken by the spirit of the maverick. Mute his mic. Because <laughs> he, he started that before they even got there. So let's not. Then goodbye. Who are we muting? We're muting it. Uh uh-uh. uh. Five minute penalty. No. I turned her five dollar fine. That wasn't that wasn't my fault. Somebody else said it. I'm not gonna say who said it, but that's the only reason I thought it. I need the names and the dresses. No, but for real. That's... No. Yes. No. No. Yes. <laughs> It was cute and sexy, but it was cute and sexy as a one-time thing. If we're going to nickname anybody based on the strength of their pussy, it's going to be Marlena. (laughs) I mean, it did bring the devil back. Uh, Yeah. Wait a minute. Hold on. You're not going to question this. Hold on. Stop, 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 stop. I was was agreeing with you. I said it did bring the devil back. Stefano got a whiff of it and was obsessed for 20 years. Literally. Literally. No, but Nick's not wrong, but we'll we'll discuss that in a second. (laughs) No, but that scene was, that scene, that scene was so cute. Oh. It was. It, it was 100% adorable. I want to see more of them. Yes, and I want to see Chanel play. Interact with them. Yes. Yeah, it's weird. I, I think we're about to head into that next yes. week and the week that follows. Yeah. What happens to Abe? Yeah. Is, it a heart, is he shot or is it a heart? What? It looks know. like it's it looks like he's shot because it has he, something to do with Carmine. Because it says it's so says, far- um, oh yeah, I was gonna read it. I have it in front of me. It says here, Richard Stevens, Carmine, Jake's former associate spells trouble for Abe. So it kind of and it looks like he's on life support in that soap opera digest picture. Yeah. Which thank God we which yeah, that thank was, God, that scared the hell out of me. Which, thank god we know he's okay because of the wedding and the promo and all of the things but it's the thing though but like uh, he, he ends same. up getting hurt and then a few weeks later he finds out the truth about lonnie like that's it's just that's why i was like is it a heart attack because can you imagine like if he already has a weak heart and then he finds out i wonder if the i wonder if the bullet is going to cause heart damage and then when the truth comes out about lonnie oh either God. wait a minute isn't valerie grant a cardiologist she is yes it, it, that's is why she, she coming back no. i don't know i don't no, but I'm saying that's why she came back to the show initially was to treat Abe because of the bullet. Well, oh, okay, but and is she coming back? Nah, with heart, I'm saying so. What I'm saying is heart. What I'm saying is heart problems are a part of his history. So yeah. wouldn't it be surprising if he did have a heart attack or if he got shot? I don't know. Or if or if this re-exacerbated a pre-existing condition. I have yeah. to ask that spoiler picture. I I was trying to look like if is this new or is this old? Yeah, it was in. Pretty sure it was in this issue of Soap Opera Digest. Let me see if it's in the first look photos. Are you talking about um the one with Abe and Jake? No, no. Actually, I think it was a spoiler picture. I saw. I saw. Erica I saw posted it. Yeah, um, I saw it from Soap Opera News, and I was thinking like, is this new or is this old? Because 
a lot of times I, they use old pictures. So I was trying to figure that out, but I have come up with nothing. But if it's new. Oh, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm not ready. I'm 100 percent not ready. This is a story I feel has a lot of high stakes. Yeah, there's a a lot lot of of potential here. Yeah, and a lot of long-term impact. I just feel like, and I hope that in the upcoming weeks, we get to tap into the the different dynamics with the family. Like, they've done such a good job setting this up that the eventual fall down. Now, here's something interesting. We anticipated that Chanel would drop the truth at the wedding. What if the truth is discovered, but they decide not to tell Abe because of his health condition? Who was who is they? Like who would decide Everyone that? Is. Ch- Chanel, Abe, and Lonnie. Mm-hmm. You, you mean mm-hmm. not Abe? Eli and Lonnie. Eli and Lonnie. Excuse me. Like what if what if Lonnie finds out, but then decides not to tell her father because he doesn't? She doesn't want to break his heart, and she's afraid that knowing the truth will literally kill him. I think. I wonder if. He finds out the truth um, at the wedding. Like I could imagine, doesn't remember. Doesn't remember. I don't know. Like I... what? What if either? I mean, we we assumed Mardevil pulled strings, and she still could because she's officiating the wedding. But what if, say, Lonnie overhears Paulina and Olivia talking on the morning of the wedding, or Chanel overhears? I would. I would. I would think I could see Chanel overhearing. I don't see Lonnie being I, able to contain herself, like hold herself together to go through ooh, with that wedding. Oh, I just, I, have, I, I, have an I just idea, don't see that. What? Imagine, oh my God. Imagine if Lonnie would to fi- were to find out and they get to the part where uh, where Malena oh, says, Does- says if, anybody, if anybody objects, yes. speak now for, oh. That have her. Be, yeah, if she speaks up and she's like, I object because I'm your daughter. Oh, okay. No, but yeah, that would be a mess. I don't Abe, I don't think she would do that do that to Abe. That's why I don't think she, I don't think she's gonna find out until the last possible second. I think I think multiple people may find out before her. I don't see her finding out. Yeah, it, it would make more sense if it was dropped by someone like be it Chanel or, or Mar Devil or someone else at the wedding. Yeah, because I, I didn't see Abe getting shot. Like, that was nowhere on my radar. So, or Abe getting hurt, because we're not 100% sure exactly what happens. But knowing that now makes me wonder if people are going to find out and then try to keep it from Abe because they don't want to risk killing him. I, I, the thing is, honestly, the storyline is unpredict- unpredictable, and I love that. So I, don't, I can see it going in any direction. So as of right now, I don't know. But I love that we don't know. And there's like 700 different avenues in which this storyline could go. And all of them are soapy and messy and brilliant. They are. Yeah, right now, yeah. like y'all said, I'm managing my expectations. <laughs> because... <laughs> <sighs> I'm just, I'm, just, I'm waiting though, to see, but there, I have high hopes, but I just don't know. I don't. <sighs> it's interesting though because they're they haven't had Lonnie interact with Marlena. Eli no, has, not yet. 
Eli, yeah, oh yeah, oh fuck. Yeah, Eli has Abe, ha has Abe? Or has Abe, no, Abe's been interacting with John. I don't think he's interacting with Marlena. Not since the devil, no. Before the devil, yes, since devil, no. Eli yeah, and Paulina, has... Paulina's been avoiding her. She's gonna interact she with told her the truth. Week? Yeah, because that's in the promo. So I think Mardevil is leaving Lonnie and Chanel to the end. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting. I'm excited to see where this all goes. But I think if we did not get into a knockdown drag out fight over Brady, Chloe, and Philip, we might over this next segment. <laughs> Chad and Abby reenact conference room table with some amazing flashbacks to the original conference room table scenes with John and Marlena. And being John and Marlena allowed them to get some new perspective on their current situation. Abby lets Chad stay in their room and they reconnect. Chad knows this doesn't solve anything, but he is happy that they are closer. What did we think? Um, well, first of Billy, all, Deidre Billy Flint's amazing. Yes, she yes, did. she did. Also, Billy Flynn's um, Drake Hogerson impression is quite hilarious. <laughs> yes, it really is. I was dying. Literally dying. Every time he dropped his voice, <laughs> I cackled. <laughs> um, Chad and Abby. I don't hate them. I, I, thing is, I wish the aftermath of them, like, it made sense that the, the script being, like, oh, help reminding them of what they're going through now. But I wish Abby would have been been a bit more cold after they slept together. Like she could have got her racks off and then kicked him out. Like just, <laughs> I would have preferred that instead of them cuddling in bed, because it seemed, it just seemed rushed. Like it, it, it seemed like oh well. Is it so? I no, it's it. Well, it's not rushed. Their reunion, their reunion's not rushed. It seemed ill conceived. Or like they didn't do any work to get to that point for me. That's my issue. I think the yeah. problem is we didn't see it. And yeah. I, I feel like people it's it's kind of one of those things where you have to call you have to acknowledge what is. And the thing is they've been separated for months. And, and the problem is people are like, oh, but we want we wanted to see more of the rebuilding. And here's the thing. Marcy was on maternity leave. Like she we, was literally gone for months. We weren't there's thing we we weren't going they could have shown us, you know, a couple of their marriage counseling sessions, but they didn't. We weren't getting that. And here's like the the nitty-gritty. Here's the tea, okay? Ron does not do prolonged thoughtful rebuilds of relationships that get the same energy and investment as the relationship breakdowns he does and not that's true regardless of how he feels about the ship yeah he yeah. that's just not what he does he does the big conversation the big moment of realization the big grand gesture thing that is what he does and so that is what we got we got them reading the script and getting into john and marlena's story and realizing oh wow you know what if they went through this then you know and got through it then we can get through our stuff that's what he does that's what you're going to get and i'm not saying you have to be happy with it i'm just saying that if you're sitting here hoping and wishing and expecting something else 
you're going to be disappointed 10 times out of 10. And it doesn't matter if it's Chad and Abby. It doesn't matter if it's Lucas and Sammy. It doesn't matter. Or even Sierra and Ben. It does not matter who it is. This is what you are going to get. Find a way to make your peace with it. (laughs) I I get it. Find a way to make your peace with it because it's not changing. It it didn't anger me. I just, I was just like, I honestly expected it it to. It because felt random and weird. And, As, and like, when you kind of look at the bigger picture, I get it. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here in front like I'm completely, totally happy with it because I'm not. But I get it because there's about to be bigger mess to play. Any longer? Like, do you really want to throw EJ playing reindeer games into the middle of them trying to reconcile and they not needed to be solid ground? Exactly. They needed to be at least a little bit closer when all this movie stuff on top of because I'm sure the devil's going to rain down too. like the devil is looming, especially around this movie. So you needed that. I said this last week, you needed them on solid ground so that whatever happens, they can face as a team. And forgetting when they actually broke up for a second, let's remember that Chad and Abby have not been in a good place for a year because the destruction of them started around this time last year. And it was a slow decline into the implosion, into them being separated. So like they have not been on solid ground for a year. Like we have been in hell for a year. And usually that's at the point where Ron is like, okay, I've killed y'all enough. Let me just put y'all back together and then work on it from there. And honestly, I was expecting to be a lot angrier about this because I was so angry when they were breaking them down because Chad was so awful. But at this point, it's more like... I got to see the parts of them that I enjoy over these last few weeks. It reminded me why I cared. It reminded me what I loved about them in 2017 on the rebuild. And it was just nice to see a fun side of them. And you could still kind of see the awkwardness and the angst a little bit. And yeah, they could have played into that for a little bit longer, but I can see that this is just them trying to get to a more solid place because what's coming, it's more important that they be a united front. Yeah. And like it gives, listen, it, Chad is now going to be in a position where he has the opportunity to show and prove because he's either going to support Abby and be a hundred percent on her team and trust in her and actually like back that up with action or he's going to let EJ make the same mistake twice and give into his insecurities and let her down again it's either or like there's no in between here it's going to be one or it's going to be the other it's make or break yep it's going to be make or break for them because if he lets his insecurities get to him for a third time then Chad and Abby need to be dead done buried like put a fork in them done And I think that that's part of why they had that whole conversation of, you know, things are better, but things aren't solved. This does not solve all of our problems. And I I appreciated the acknowledgement of that because in the past, 
sex has been their band-aid and they were magically fine and then sent off screen because they were gearing to a point to get them to a better place so that the actors could exit with them being on screen now we can while they're on more solid ground we can still kind of show the improvement and show them coming back together fully and also to kind of circle around to something you said earlier about things not getting fixed if you know the writers don't feel like it needs fixing I get because I'm one of them I get that people feel a certain way about the stuff that Chad said when he was dragging Abigail I don't think that the writers see that as a as having as much impact as maybe some of the viewers do so it's the same way that you know for a lot of people we're kind of side-eyeing Steve because of some of the stuff that he was saying when he was defending you know Trip uh, and standing by him and how people feel like that was damaging to the character how some people feel like that damaged the character and they've never addressed him the same they've never they've never gone back and, and fixed anything there I don't feel like they see that as something that they need to go back and fix. I feel like they think other things are bigger issues and that's what they're going to focus on. So if you're hoping for them to go into, you know, go in depth with the stuff that he said and have him apply, like that's, that's not going, I don't see that happening. You got, again, you're going to have to let that hope go. I don't think that they see that as something that they need to get into. I don't think they see that the same way that some of the viewers see that. That it you we're gonna have to manage our expectations here. And I'm like that should be the episode title because we keep bringing it up. Of the week, manage your expectations. (laughs) So it's like I I understand, but I just you you have to acknowledge what it is you're actually working with as opposed to what you'd like to have. Now, Michael, you've been pretty quiet. Is it because you don't give a damn or just because you were waiting to get a jump in here? I have nothing for this coupling anymore. I, I really don't. At the end of the day, I feel nothing. I feel disrespected. Um mainly because of the things I shared already on this podcast. So it's whatever. Okay. (laughs) Nope. Just wanted to make sure that you, that we didn't skip you before we moved on. Um, so now we are going to basically discuss the varying angles of the possession this week. And there were about five different ways that this possession story kind of went all around so we're gonna go in with this first part here john is becoming increasingly more uncomfortable with this movie he tries to get roman to reconsider investing he is hesitant to let johnny down but agrees once Allie tells them about the pivot to the possession as the main plot line i'm wait i'm nervous that john is gonna lay hands on johnny i'm sorry (laughs) i think he's about to beat that little boy ass i just do john was about to show him old man strength is real (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, Johnny would have have he's gonna be like, missing teeth like dude, dude stop grandpa said stop stop like, John was, like the, the way John's head whipped up when 
Ali said the name of the movie. Oh my uh, god! Oh, I it looked like he was possessed. Like, <laughs> I felt the quiver in the force through my TV screen. Like, cool. He lucky John ain't come across the damn pub. Like, look, just we have just, been giving kudos to Deidre Hall as we should because she has been amazing. But we gotta give a shout out to Draco Liston because John's unease, John's fear, John's anger like all of his yeah, it's, emotions it's palpable like when it you, is palpable. he comes into a scene you can feel it come onto the screen with him he is not here for this and let's not forget his aneurysm issues are not a hundred percent solved either uh yeah that's what i was like yeah like johnny this is not the boat you want to rock yeah. no 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 like i, I mean because and, and roman and roman was like um because even Roman was scared. Because Roman was like, I'm not about to disappoint my grandson. And then Allie was like, Marlena possession, the Marlena Evans story. And John's head ripped around so fast and he tore through the page, the pages of the script that Roman was shitting his pants behind the bar. Yeah, like was... Roman was like, Yeah, no, I can't touch this. We we don't fuck with the devil energy. Yeah. And it and I, it may sound weird to say. But I I love Roman and John ha- being in this place. Yes. I, I do want to say one thing, though. I love the way, and this is going back to the chat and Abby, like the way they did the reenactment with the flashbacks and they had John start thinking about it. So we flashed back. We come out of the flashback to John and to Chad and Abby reenacting the scene back into the flashback and back out again. Like the way they did that was really, really awesome. I have one teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny little pet peeve. Roman was referencing the possession as the biggest moment in their lives. Sir, you were not fucking here. <laughs> like, you were not fucking here. Your exit is a big reason why the possession happened, but you cannot claim this as a big moment in your life when you were off undercover in the ISA. Like, no. You don't get to claim this. This is not yours. That that was just that was just a little tiny thing that irked me. Uh, but this movie story is kind of irking me. Same. I, I, I'm 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 really not feeling the movie angle anymore, and I feel like that's all Johnny does. Well, no, to- see, I get that because it's his dream project. Yeah, but I feel like I need more from I get this is a way to usher this story in, but like Kate and Jake is running a little too long for me personally. Either shit or get off the pot with it. You know what I mean? Well, it's 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 I mean it's it's about to transition into the next phase, I think, because and we'll talk about the next part in a second. But um in fact, you know, we'll we'll go we'll go into it now because um Roman does agree to back out of the movie. And with doing that, uh, Johnny is convinced that his dream is dead. Um, And after another fight with Chad, EJ agrees to invest as long as he gets to play John. EJ convinces Johnny to get Chad and Abby to sign their contracts before announcing his casting. Chad and Abby are less than thrilled, but with the contract signed, they are stuck. So now this movie is about to get hella messy because we have... EJ playing John, Abby playing Marlena, and a bunch of family dynamics that are quite messy. And we kind of got to see Johnny 
this is the first time that Johnny was messy and I kind of cringed and went oh boy what are you doing yeah like okay <laughs> EJ is terrible but I kind of love that about him in the, yeah this inter- but also I Johnny proved in that moment that he is not only his mother's child he is also his father's child yeah the way that he threw Chad and Abby under the bus so fast it makes it it makes me look at the things that Allie was saying differently because before it came off as she was just hating and jealous and now you know, I'm like maybe at the same time. At the same time, if who if who but her is going to know his good, bad, and ugly. But at, at the same time, it was kind of like yeah, Johnny played a part in it. But it was kind of like EJ was metaphorically holding a gun to his back to do he it. He was yeah, not. But, he was not. Listen, he could. He had options. He could have gone to Chad and asked for a bigger investment. Because this he didn't crowd like. This didn't but, seem uh, like blackmail to me. This seemed more like a shakedown that EJ was doing. Like, yeah, but here's the no. thing: that we've seen we've seen Johnny stand up to him. Yeah. We saw it in their first. Yeah, season. we've right been now. seeing it up until now. So it's not a matter of Johnny can't stand up to his father to get what he wants. He He's just, choosing he, not he, to yeah, he because he wants to he make wants this movie. But, but see, here's the thing. I could say the same thing about EJ and Stefano. They had the very much same dynamic. EJ would go against his father, go against him, go against him. And then Stefano would hit this menacing switch to where it seems like it he has no choice. It, was it, it was to EJ, me personally. I, I EJ, just, was, EJ was dangling the carrot of what he wanted right in front of his face. And Johnny impulsively took it. He, he wanted, did it. And the thing is, like, like I said, he went for the EJ offered him the quickest, easiest route to get what he wanted. Yeah. And he took it. And he took it because he could have gone to Chad and been like, hey, Grandpa Roman pulled out. Can you make a larger investment? Or he even gone back to Tony I mean, and Anna and saying, look, yeah. Chad, Chad is saying, fuck my father. How about you do the same thing and put some money up? He could have crowdfunded. Do you like this? Okay, now we're kind of getting into what I do for work but (laughs) um kickstarters are a thing people fund games people fund movies people fund comics people it's a thing to be fair they brought that up and yeah and when his red was was, it's gonna take too long time yeah it was it wasn't he doesn't yeah it wasn't that he could not do it he didn't want to take the work and the time he had zero he has zero actual legitimate reasons other than this was the quickest easiest way to get what i wanted and look at the pivot point that he made to even making this movie he originally started he wanted to make the sammy braden story he found out about the possession he saw dollar signs in his eyes he saw how great of a success this movie could be and the fact that everybody in his family is telling him go dude slow your roll he doesn't matter. He is literally doing what he wants for his movie and his dream, which is fine because it's messy and it's selfish and it's soapy and it's great. But I'm, I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I was just very 50-50 on it, is what I was saying. I'm not disagreeing with anything y'all are saying. It was just like EJ came out very menacing to me. And I don't know. It just seems like he shrunk to his father a little bit. To me personally, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying that it wasn't it didn't have selfish motives along with that, 
But I think it was a mixture of those things. Because to me personally, EJ came off as very menacing in that deal. I don't know if it's because of the height difference or what. But <laughs> yeah. That one for that one for me, EJ just came off very messy. And he yeah. knew, he knew the easiest and the quickest way to get John to agree to just so he could piss Chad off. He that's what he's I said it when they first when EJ first took the house back. All Chad has to do is piss EJ off and EJ will turn on him. And Chad gave him a reason. So now EJ's gonna do this. The thing with you mentioned it earlier that it felt like Stefano and EJ again. To me, it I think EJ couldn't get to that point. I don't think he's there yet. Like no. when it came to Stefano and EJ, it felt like it felt like EJ was always trying to get Stefano's approval. Yeah, it, it never like it always felt that EJ it always felt to me like EJ was at the mercy of Stefano. It doesn't feel like that with Johnny yet. I think it can go there and I think EJ can I think this EJ has the ability to go there and be that controlling, that manipulative, that evil, but I don't think he's gotten there yet. Not yet. But I will say like I um, I tweeted this earlier. I don't know if I put it in the group chat, but I'll say it here now. I almost wish this movie had a bit of a broader um, spectrum of John and Marlena's love story than just the possession, because part of me really wants EJ as John to have to play getting shot by himself. Because <laughs> remember, when John went into that coma in 2006, it was EJ who shot him. Mm-hmm. So, so I would love for whatever it, e- it would be basically holding a mirror up to EJ. Yeah, I kind of love that for him, and then for that to like for him to kind of like see exactly how dark and evil he was. And let's not forget that was also the night that Johnny and Allie were conceived. So that would actually have been an awesome way to kind of dovetail I, it into. I don't, I don't want to see Ryan write that. I, I don't. I changed my mind. <laughs> I think it's gonna come up. I don't think it's gonna come up as part of the movie story, and I don't think I, it needs to because eventually I, gonna get there. They, they do, I, 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 they do I really don't to. want him to touch that. I at think this point. the thing is, I think they have to because I don't think like I can just imagine someone like Jamie like you can't ignore this. That, I can that's imagine true, him but saying at the that. same time, Ryan has shown us time and time again. Yeah, he does not handle issues well like this. He, no, he he's doesn't. not right for stuff like this. He's insensitive. To like, bo- it's borderline offensive at this point. It's no, not even borderline. It's offensive. Yeah, I, I, I it, just, and it's a consistent like thing. And I'm, I'm trying to be show. nice about it, but yes, it is offensive and it's disrespectful. It's, I I just don't want him touching anything involving sexual issues, mental health issues, none of that. Just write your drama and go. Yeah, he. The that's the. Like, and, and it's sad because it's sad because he's a phenomenal is, writer but it's just that's the one thing he those are the two things he screws up on consistently and the scariest part is that's he defends an, it every time he, he he defends it but also it's scary that that's such that will be that storyline will be such a huge deal to discuss and i don't see the show not going there i just hope with someone like jamie in the writer's room they can take care of it 
they can saw like they can maybe smooth out the edges like if ron has an occasional like like if ron's point of view on a certain scene or how things are going to play are going to come off a bit offensive maybe jamie can smooth it out a bit to take the offensiveness away uh, that's to be honest that's why i wanted a woman another another woman in that room i wanted uh what's her name we have women in that room so that's the thing we have women as script writers and still some of the most offensive lines that have been said on this show have been written by women i think part of it is just it's not even just having women in the room i think honestly like i'm i would be curious to see the average like age of their writing style i was gonna say younger because listen the the reality of the situation is that when it comes to topics like mental health when it comes to topics like consent there have been shifts in our culture in how we view them and how we speak of them and how they are presented what was okay not okay but like what was what was ignored what was acceptable what yeah like what was acceptable in you know 1995 or even in 2000 in 2021 is going to get your ass dragged and called out and rightfully so so if you have people who are not writing for the perspective of that we view things through now you're going Mm -hmm. to get a lot of you know, this is just how the genre does it. Well, the genre needs to adapt and adjust and move into where we are now. So it's like, if they don't have people in the room that are, you know, tuned into where we are culturally on some of these topics, we're going to consistently have these issues. I think it's like, y'all gotta, it's, it's 2021. The things that we did, Back then, we cannot do now. And there's resistance to that across the, like, just as a genre, there's yeah. resistance to that. And I, I don't know why, I, but it's, it's, it does not bode well. No, it doesn't. And I, I don't, I don't know why. Younger writers, to be honest. They do. I don't know why either. It, it often comes off when it comes to daytime overall that, they don't want to do the work. They will prefer to maintain the status quo because it takes effort to step away from what you've been doing for decades. They don't, it feels, it feels like laziness overall. Like they don't want to invest in doing the work that it takes to change the way they formulate stories like this. And I don't, I don't get why I get why a little bit, but it's also it's shooting you in the foot because you turn more and more people off. Yeah, I do eventually want them to um, tell the like I want Johnny and Allie to find out the truth about the night that they were conceived. I just I am a little bit nervous on how Ron would do it. Yeah, but I guess we will just have to wait and see. But moving on. With funding locked, Johnny asks Allie to sign on to play Sammy, and she only agrees to if Johnny can get permission from Marlena. He goes to talk to her, but talks to John instead, who is actually able to convince him to drop the movie 
until Marlena comes home and says, no, they should make the movie. And I have never seen John's head move so fast. Well, are we adding the Johnny and Chanel and Allie scenes with this as well? Yeah, we'll throw that. We'll throw that in here because that was that was hilarious. Okay, Allie, Allie, I love you, and you one of the finest white women on daytime. But shut the hell up! Just shut up. You are just uh, uh, you're such a hater. Oh, like like the best way I can put it is you talk too much, homegirl. You never shut up. Oh my god. That whole little scene with her just cop blocking the whole time. Find her something to do. What they need to do is go ahead and kill. She has something that... to do. She just doesn't want to do it. Do what? <laughs> Trip. Trip. No, the fact that I was finna go there is killing me. But what they need to do is go ahead and shoot that lame horse that is tripping Alley (laughs) and then actually make this a triangle. But when you have, when Alley has a boyfriend that she could be screwing instead of being a naggy shrew in the middle of Johnny and Chanel, it's grating. I hate to say this, and I'm probably going to get... Um, it's the same issue we had with Rafe. Yeah, yes. Yes. But for me, at like, this I, point, I feel like Johnny and Chanel are very... <sighs> I enjoy them. That's not the problem. I just feel like they're very... Coming, coming across as very shallow. Shallow, I think. Is, yeah, yeah, same more movement. I need... Yeah, they've what, it's been nothing, three months. There's, no, there's nothing. Or two and a half months. It's been two months since he premiered, and about a month since they really kind oh, of started. Oh, okay. There's I nothing underneath for me to like. I get what y'all are there's saying. There's no emotional beats to them, and it's taking me out, and it's making. Is that uh, intentional uh, uh, though? Because they're young. Like, could well, they I just don't... be young and having fun? Oh, okay, I get what y'all are saying. That's why I'm more drawn to... No, go ahead, Michael. Go ahead, Michael. Okay. I get what y'all are saying because I see what y'all are saying. But let's think about it, shall we? When have they ever had a full-on just them by themselves? They aren't given the opportunity to because someone always interrupts midway. I I agree with that. So they need... I think they need... but. I, I will say this, the scene in the pub where basically she was trying to console him and, you know, they were saying he was upset and he couldn't do dinner and she understood. I feel like they were trying to add a sprinkle of emotion. I felt something there. Yeah. But it, it needs more. I need them to stop being interrupted every episode. To, to be honest, I think that was the first time they played a, an emotional beat between those two that wasn't for the benefit of Allie. Because I think everything they've played between Johnny and Chanel so far was for Allie, just for to cause angst for Allie and Chanel. That I, was the that scene was the first time I think they didn't because they usually when. There's something between Johnny and Chanel. They usually pivot to Ali, and the camera didn't pan to her this time. So I think they're trying. I think right now for me it's just a little too late because now, like, I do want a triangle, but I'm I'm automatically not invested in Johnny and Chanel. Like, if they do it, I I hope they do go forward with it and give me something to root for. When it I comes feel like to the them. the damn movie keeps getting in the way. 
do we want like here here's the thing though are they are they trying to like are are they missing beats or are they intentionally not playing them are they trying to play chanel as young chanel and johnny as just young and fun and people who are hooking up with no emotional depth which is why we haven't gotten it or are they missing beats because i'm honestly torn because we say we feel like it's a mixture of both i feel like they're trying to make us lean back to Allie and chanel but for me personally for me f-o-r-m-e i'm not really feeling that anymore mainly because neither am i Mainly because I, I'm so glad somebody agreed to me. I thought somebody was going to stone me, no. but mainly because I just don't see the chemistry there anymore. That Lindsay and Precious had, yeah. They that and the thing that's what's bothering me the most about the Johnny Chanel thing because like they okay, have so much chemistry. They have chemistry. It's just no. There's not. There's no substance to them. Like I feel they're, like they're trying they're to cute, add it on, now, but. They Why are. didn't they do that before? Yeah, is like, what I'm saying. I, like, I brought this up to Ariette. I'm like, they always talk about his family. They always talk about what he's going through. Has he asked about her family outside of when they first got together? No. Yeah, or to, not, not to be fair, to be fair, one of his fucking family members always walks up in the middle of it. Because <laughs> literally, like, <laughs> let, let, let's pivot to the point where he asks her to play Celeste in the movie and then Lexi, both of which were relatives of her ex-boyfriend, which she had the perfect reaction to that, by the way. Um, but, like, he's not he's not thinking about her at all. No, like, th- I think what, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but what they have been, what they have been showing this week with Johnny specifically is exactly how selfishly motivated he is. Yeah, I, and I don't mind it. And like, I don't mind I it either. It goes back to kind of adding a little bit of perspective to the stuff that Allie was saying. Because like, okay, I know this is not the bold and the beautiful, but um, I'm going to bring it up. The, the whole Zoe Paris Zenday situation. When that first occurred and Zoe was like, you are a habitual line stepper you don't understand boundaries. Like she read Paris for filth and everyone said that she was just jealous and hating. We fast forward, what are we six months past that now? She is a habitual line stepper who does not understand boundaries. Her sister was absolutely right. We all got to hold that L now. So when Allie says that Johnny is someone who wants what he wants and doesn't necessarily take other people's feelings into consideration, it might be wise of us to remember that this is his twin sister who knows his good, his bad, and his ugly. And if she's saying this is a part of who he is, it's for maybe it's because this is a part of who he is. Let's not forget, like, because Chanel asked Allie, have you ever seen him like this before? And she said, yeah, when we were kids. And to me, that felt like, oh God, Johnny's about to do something really fucking stupid. Which see, he I didn't read home, it that which, way. Which he then went home and did, if you think about it. Because he went right from there, because that's when that's when he saw EJ. So see, it felt like I didn't he, think about it like that. I thought of it as he was defeated or like really down. He was, but I think what they're saying is his reaction to that proved how selfish he could be. Yeah. And and, and it and, and it's not a bad thing because there are plenty of selfish characters on soaps and we love them, but 
it's it's really interesting I, like, I don't mind it because i i i feel like we do need to get more of you know who johnny is as outside a- of this fucking movie yeah. well this movie is a great way of showing us who he is and how he's like and the best way to know an artist is through their art also while we're here while we're here if we're gonna have every fucking character on the canvas mention sweet bits build a fucking sweet bit set agree i'm so tired of seeing ally and shania out there on horde town square (laughs) looking like two damn employees on their smoke break I'm also tired of seeing people walking through town with boxes. Like, just, yeah. just build a fucking give us a store. set. Like, give us a store. Front, let give us the store. Take Rafe's house, which he don't need. Give the ki- give the kitchen. Give to them the bitch. give them the kitchen. You can give Rafe his bedroom. Give um them the kitchen. We don't want to see Ava in no damn kitchen. Hell, anymore. Rafe can go back to sharing the <laughs> bed with Sean and Bell. They they were splitting that set between Rafe's house and Hope's house. They can easily go back to doing that. Just give Sweet Miss the kitchen. For the love of God. Ain't that the only kitchen we have on the show? <laughs> Other than Nicole's kitchen, you can combine those two. I mean, we have I, some type of a kitchen with Ilani. They got one. Uh, yeah. All yeah, these, all these kitchens are all these kitchens are in one room. <laughs> I right? just realized that. <laughs> but yeah, give us give us a set. So it'd be interesting to see what ha- what happens come the winter time because it's fine now for them to be outside and I think they've established that the Horton Town Square has an enclosed roof. But are y'all really going to be outside your store in the middle of a fucking blizzard in Chicago or Chicago adjacent? Had them two ladies out there looking like hardest worker smoking a black and mild. <laughs> That bothered me so bad this week. I don't know why, but it did. I don't know, but, maybe because I was expecting I, an actual store from the jump, and I got me this. Too, me too. I was expecting the same thing. But I was, I was pivoting back to the John Johnny conversation. I was actually surprised that Johnny was willing to hear John out. I thought John was going to have to get violent on his ass, to be honest. Because like it, j- he was not getting it, which and goes back to show he respects his grandfather's more than his actual father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it kinda, which it, makes sense when you yeah. when you look at all the stuff that they when you when you look at how they said EJ has been for the last few years. Not to mention the resentment of being dragged all over creation to have to look for him. I, I, Allie, oh, hold on, Allie, hold on. Before and, we move on, I still feel like both Allie, Johnny, and Sydney need. The gang up on Sammy and just drag her ass for that. I don't care. And, I don't care. EJ I don't care. Too. Bo- both of them. I don't well, care. I don't care. I don't care. Because let's be honest, all of those issues each of them have is because they was dragged around like Carmen San Diego around the fucking world chasing a ghost. Yeah, that's that's on Sammy. The aftermath of it, I think, is on EJ. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he got when he got back and we finally started getting well, it's like he was a terror. So yeah, I, I will not be satisfied with that storyline until it concludes with Sammy just getting red for filth. I cannot wait to actually see Sammy and Johnny interact because we never got to see that because she was gone the week before Johnny showed up. Yeah. So that's gonna be fun. But pivoting back to John and Johnny, like I thought John was gonna have to work a hell of a lot harder. Because because Johnny was putting up a fight, but 
like there was a tone in John's voice. He's like, listen, kid, like stop. But but here's like, the thing with those scenes. I know previously it shows how selfish he is, but it also like now it showed me that he has a heart as well because yeah. he was going to scrap this whole thing if not for my devil basically telling him because that's possessed my lane. I don't care what y'all say. No, I, I 100% yeah. agree with you. 100%. Yeah. Like the minute, the minute she saw the devil emoji outside her door. Yeah, yeah that's when I knew. And, and it kept glowing brighter and brighter. Yeah, he was, he was hopping through the phone like it. But anyways... <laughs> It showed me that Johnny had heart because he was going to scrap that movie had Marlon Devil not told him to go ahead with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. So I feel so, like they're they're using this now to give Johnny layers. I just wish they would have done that before because before it was just movie, 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 movie. A little bit of Chanel, movie, 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 movie. Yeah. But we're 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 still getting the we're getting a perspective of who Johnny is and what drives him. And how he thinks, but I love Chanel. Like before, before we pivot to the to the full on devil stuff, I just want to say Chanel and Raven Bowens has the best reactions. Like literally, like her reactions to everything that Sammy did. Like because Johnny and Johnny and Allie are just like randomly talking about Sammy coming in and and witnessing the conference room table, kidnapping Belle, switching her paternity test as if it's a random <laughs> Tuesday. Which I mean, for them it is. <laughs> Because that's literally like the prologue to everything she's ever done. And Chanel's just kind of standing there like, wait, this is normal for y'all? Like, what kind of family do you guys have? Yeah. I don't know if anyone else caught like that little subtle drag that they gave Days. Michael caught it. <laughs> when uh, Chanel was like, so my only choices are to play Theo's yeah. grandmama or his mama. His mama. Mama or his big mama yeah and like and and it was like yes those actually literally are your only choices because those were the only two black women in salem for 86 years i don't know who i would prefer her as lexi or celeste celeste Celeste. she's already got the doom danger vibe going at the mention of the possession raven bones with a blonde shortcut and long acrylics also, mm, like that's I mentioned, a chocolate milk mustache. Style, right? <laughs> you You're know gonna what? Make me wish. <laughs> like I mentioned earlier, Theo should yes. be here. Absolutely. To play story. what? A? I, no, no, no. He, Celeste part. He could have been. Story. He could have been talking about Celeste because did Johnny oh, ever really I, have I'm about to interactions in the movie? With, <laughs> he could have been. He could be the one coaching her. He could also be the one fighting his abilities. Like, hey, yeah, I don't think like, you should do I, this. I, I hate. And also, like, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but like, right. I feel like everyone forgets that when Theo was a child, Theo had his grandmother's abilities. I've been yeah. saying mm-hmm. this already. I've been saying it. I've been yelling it, but nobody hears me. <laughs> no, and they hear I, you, but they hear me the knocking, but I can't come in. <laughs> but, and I feel like with the possession, it would have been a great time for him to kind for them to kind of tap into that. And it would have been interesting to see how Theo, someone who deals, you know, with logic and who sees things very literally in a certain way, then having to deal with, you know, premonitions and emotions and, and you know, how he we, would manage that. We know Theo comes back for the wedding. I want Theo back because Abe got shot and then stick around Salem. 
actually get to witness some of the devil shenanigans so well, that we can get what we've been asking for here. Well, you're living on a prayer tonic because y'all know Theo is this generation's <laughs> yeah. Kim Brady. He come for holidays and weddings and then get about. No, I know, and I hate that, but I'm I'm just saying there there's an opportunity here, and I hope they take it. it but and it's so organic. It it's makes very organic. Makes so much sense. I wouldn't Johnny's- mind him playing Abe. You want him to play Abe in the movie? In the in the movie, I wouldn't I, mind a, it. That's I, only little, if Chanel was young, Lexi. I kind of want He's to he's do, young for Abe. Eli, Eli might have to play Abe. Yeah, Eli's the right age for Abe. Age. Never mind. They can keep Chanel and Celeste in. <laughs> <laughs> She's too young. Because, see, I was sticking some real messy stuff. But, but they're know, also not going to take creative license like that either. <laughs> like, no, they're going to tell the... No, if Theo <laughs> was Abe, and then they start talking these lines to each other, and, you know, eventually hit the sheets... That's the mirror on the mirror crime right there. I'm just saying. Yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been so fun. Because people like to forget that Lexi was a Demira. That would be a great way to put that out there. I'm just saying. Plus, plus Chanel seems down with the squirrel. I'm I'm just saying. Putting that out there. I wouldn't mind. I would like to see it. But we can move on. All right. Let's go to the fun part of the week for me at the devil's behest marlena convinces ben to have a baby with sierra once he leaves the devil reveals he has plans for that child john interrupts before we can find out what the full plan is to take marlena home she wants to talk to ben but insists on but john insists on going home when she goes to bed she starts levitating in her sleep she thinks it's a dream and tells john about it i loved all of this. I know that there's been some talk back and forth on too much, too much devil talking through the various electronics. But for me, I love it. And it's because it's showing a difference between the first story and this story. Yeah, it's it's, it's I'm okay with it because it's 2021. It's not 1995. Like the devil has that. to find more creative ways to get to Marlena. And also, to Marlena's a lot stronger now. Arguing or talking. Or the devil is talking through like electronics, like cell phone and the recorder. It's how much time they spend on it. Because she sat there half an episode arguing with the recorder. That looked stupid. I'm Hell, sorry. you want to? <laughs> but but my thing is, I think they have to show it because they have to show Marlena's strength and how Marlena is stronger and able to fight the devil now in a way that she wasn't fully able to before. I get showing I think- it. I just don't get spending way too much time on it, though. Well, you guys, I had my mute portion, and Dylan has hers for this one, so I guess I had to hold up weight. But surprisingly, I am enjoying this. I really am. And let me tell you why. Because, spoiler alert, Sierra Preggers, y'all. Yep. <laughs> and- Thank you, Ron, for confirming that. And you know something? It's always going to be fuck Ben and Sierra. But this is how I'm looking at it. I'm going to do a whisper portion on this one. So if you hard of hear, turn this bitch up. Anyways, I'm not looking at this as Ben and Sierra's baby. I'm looking at this as Hope's grandbaby. 
let's say that again, Hope's grandbaby. And when I say that, I hope that sends a little twinge into that actress's spine who plays Hope Brady. <laughs> I can't say her name because I ain't trying to get sold. But I hope it sends a little twinge down her back and makes her fall to her knees so she can beg for this fucking job back. So she can beg for this fucking job back. Uh, to actually have to and, see her play a grand, uh, play a grandmother to a child that she actually can't ignore exists. Yes. So she can beg for this fucking job back. That's that's all I have to say. But I like, and we'll talk about the the Ben and Sierra part in a minute. But like, I just kudos to Deidre Hall because she's playing the fear of hearing the devil's voice and like how unnerved she is like because even ben like in in their session ben could tell that something wasn't right and like the thing she was saying wasn't 100 percent what she if she were fully herself would say and like deidre is walking the line between devil and marlena so well it's so good and I love the fact that every time John shows up, the devil disappears and John can hear the devil. And John is so far the only other person besides Marlena and Doug who can hear the devil. The only bad thing about this is I really wish that it was the devil that got Sierra pregnant. Because of her his- because of her history, I'm really glad they didn't do that. Because let's not, let's not forget Sierra is a rape survivor. Like, I just, that would have just been icky for me. So I'm glad they did not do that. I just wish that we would have got little bro- little murder Brady Weston and <laughs> little murder Brady Weston. <laughs> and, and to me personally, to me personally, that would have given us a chance to finally get a Stefano S character back into the fold. Imagine 10, 20 years from now. That's me being optimistic. <laughs> what? I, I'm just saying I'm optimistic for this genre. 10, 20 years from now. We have to deal with Bo and Hope's grandchild being the Stefano of Salem. That just would have been amazing for me, but alas, being the pappy. I mean, well, I say, considering I, I, Ben's the pappy, that you could still get that. I will say I, I did like the fact that they confirmed that the devil has plans for this child and it is not just about the chaos of having an evil child in the world like he has actual specific plans for this child what those plans are i have no idea but we did get into a bit of a debate last week on whether or not he wanted the child or wanted the chaos and we have confirmation that the child is what he is after and i am here for it I hope he gets it. This is the first time I've ever rooted for Salem. Sorry, Lord. But yes, I I want the devil to get it. If Chucky doesn't kill Sierra from inside the womb, I don't care. I'm over over this character completely. No, I I don't think the baby's going to make it to Earth, y'all. But it's I think they may miscarry because of the devil shenanigans. I wouldn't mind it. I don't care. Honestly, I'm I'm fine with Ben. I can watch your, his scene. So, oh, okay. So, are y'all picturing this pregnancy for all your my Charmed fans out there? Much like when Phoebe got pregnant yes. with Cole's baby. The, when she, was I there. do, I do think that the de- like the devil wanting this child is going to create some interesting pregnancy side effects. I will say that much. But yeah, I, I, I mean. 
That would be an inter interesting angle, Michael, but I don't think that is going to happen. But no, I'm saying, but like the the pure power of that baby literally controlled Phoebe to the point that she miscarried. Yeah. Is that what you're saying we're going but to did get? Did she miscarry though? Because the seer took the baby? They, didn't they have to take the baby out of her because it was killing her? Yes, no, that's what no, I'm saying. The seer like, stole, basically stole the baby because... Well, the baby was... died anyway is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think what would make more sense is and hit to like points of like internal angst for her is if she was were to miscarry or if they tapped into like PTSD for her. Oh, what did they exercise Marlena as the air was having a miscarriage? Or or exercising the devil out of Marlena somehow kills the baby. Like, yeah. There, there are different ways they can take this. And I did always say that the pregnancy for her is an interesting way to trigger her pre her PTSD because but before before we knew about the devil part of it what i had wanted was let's say they just you know they decide to have a child and let's say it had taken a little bit longer for them to conceive than she had initially wanted like the the more she has to try the more she has to end up facing the issues that she has from the last year that she's been through cuz i always felt like she's wanted to get pregnant so quickly because she's wanting to put the past behind her. And the longer that takes to happen, the more she would have to face her past. Now, obviously that's not happening because of the devil of it all, but I still say that there is an interesting way to tie PTSD into her pregnancy. Uh, okay, and I'm hoping that they do it. I don't think they will do it though. I would like that. I don't, yeah, I don't think they'll do it either. Okay. Can we talk about they, that damn window blowing over. open? Yeah, I, I was yeah, I was gonna get get into the Ben and Sierra stuff now. Well, do we want to talk about the levitation first, or do you want me to just do the Ben and Sierra recap and then we'll do everything? Ben and yeah. Sierra recap, and we can do everything. Okay. After his session with Marlena, he tells Sierra he's ready to have a baby. They make love, and right after, the devil makes himself known. Ben is that wasn't making love. That was fucking. I was putting it nicely, but yeah, Ben is. That's a difference. Oh, no, there was definitely a difference. Ben is convinced this was a bad omen and is unnerved. The next morning, Marlena comes to talk to him to tell him to reconsider having a baby, but the devil stops her and she tells him the omen from last night was a good one. Y'all, now don't get me wrong. I was hype as hell when that window blew open. But can I say the timing was a little bit off for me? It should have blew open when Ben was on top signifying that he had you know and that <laughs> the deed was done and the baby had been made as they yeah, say they on one of my favorite movies the deal has is done and the cake has been baked like that's I, love that. That, I actually i actually <laughs> thought that that was that was gonna happen i mean i was fine with it happening in afterglow yeah, I thought it was um, gonna yeah, happen while I was fine with, it, was I fine I was with it happen, too. I thought it was gonna happen while Mar Marlena was levitating. It was yeah. happening while Marlena was levitating. Yeah. She was she was fully in the air while they just happened when to that be happened. They just happened to be happened. done. I just um, wish it would have happened after he, you know, made clam chowder. Uh, <laughs> can we not with the like so Jesus Christ? Can we make some pie? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Ew, that's even worse. Ew. No, no, clam chowder is worse because it sounds already, Yeah, because <laughs> clam chowder works because we already solidified what that yeah. meant. 
But you know, it would have been but perfect also- for the window to blow open while he was making clown chowder, as in signifying, you know, he didn't put his. Okay. The that they put her in red lingerie, though, that was hilarious to me. Let me let me finish my point. <laughs> no, because your point you is know, disgusting. So I'm trying no, to dead the no, issue. No, to signify that, as we say in the South, he done put some bushes, baked beans in that oven, and that's all Good I have Lord. to say. Is that the but, podcast title? <laughs> no, I was. I I still think we should have it be uh, managing your, your expectations because we've said that like seven hundred times in this podcast. But also, not bushes baked beans. No, not no. bushes baked beans. I'll, I'll try again for another one then. Um, that was, that's definitely going to come up later. The the music in like that they chose for that love scene was so creepy. Yeah, like, like when so when they was creepy. about to start hunching and the, it became like this melancholy like oh don't do it but not, you know not they're gonna the, do yeah, it I like, was like when we came back and they did the like they did the montage and then they like and the music and then it just oh like it was so creepy so so creepy but I loved the levitation like the way minus the red light because that red light triggers me because it takes me back to the flickering red and blue light that Ben always had in his apartment when he was the necktie killer. Baby, so that red light was just, that red light was very triggering for me. But I, I liked it because she was giving that red light special. Anyways, anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying loved, it was cute. I love the way they did the levitation. I love that she's just kind of chilling in the air and the devil's basically seducing her. Okay, here's my thing. If John can hear this devil, I'm wondering, what's it like? What is it that made him not hear that? I think it's because John was possessed. Because remember, during the climax of the first possession, there was a split second where John was possessed. Oh, yeah. So I think if you've been possessed by the devil, you can hear the devil. That is what I'm going with until they give me a different explanation. That's a a good explanation, though. But that is how I've justified it in my head. But I love that the minute John, like, started knocking on the door and saying, Doc, are you okay? She immediately started, like, coming back down to the bed. The power of John and Marlena's love, y'all. Like, it's everything. The power that that has. Yes. But uh, I, I, I will say this: Ryan kind of killed my hopes and dreams because I was hoping another younger character gets possessed. I'm kind of glad. It's yeah, he not. said in Soap Opera Digest that the, me, they had me actually... personally, I was hoping it'd be Allie. But then again, I thought about it. I was like, no, 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 no. They we can't they do talked that. about it for a split second, but they decided that because. It was so like like the first possession was so iconic that they, it had to be Marlena and only Marlena. I mean, I mean, I get it. I just sigh. I, I was hoping for another like a generational. Yeah, thing that's what that's what I was possessed. thinking. That's what I was thinking too because I remember it was a while ago when Claire was still on the show. People wanted them to revisit it with her too. Yeah, but and I, I love would the not fact have that my Claire being possessed. I love the fact that Marlena remembered the possession, uh, not the possession, the levitation. Thought it was a dream and told John. I didn't see that coming. 
That's okay. John gonna know what's up next week. Yeah, and it's making sense that he knows. Because it's, it's, it's all adding up. Yeah. But something I really wish I hate, like I really wish that they didn't do this, was start this off in the fall. Mainly because I really wanted them to play that beat of, remember when Marlena was possessed the first time and there was like this huge heat wave in the middle of the winter and it would it was wasn't raining things were dying it was like a literal drought i wish they would play that beat now but since now I, we're kind of like inching into the fall i don't think they want i don't think they wanted to touch on that because they didn't i don't think they wanted to do too many things that were reminiscent of the first time because a lot of people are here that remember what it was like back then so they didn't want to do too many things that are to let that would to let cool everyone go. in i understand yeah. now okay i get that because that was that was another thing that Ron said on the Soap Opera Digest podcast that he did yesterday. He said, I watched like I, he found a YouTube edit of some of the possession. And he said, I watched some of it to kind of pick and choose to see exactly what parts we were going to use and what parts we were going to leave in the past. And he didn't want to take like he didn't want to redo the desecrator part. He, I don't think he wanted to. T- do the weather part for the same reason is that he didn't want to do so much of the same stuff that people would automatically jump to the possession gotcha okay that makes sense like he mentioned he's not gonna do like bring on a panther he's gonna he's gonna gonna reference it a nod to it instead in a interesting way i think he said it seems it seems like he just wants to do his own oh, version of the story instead of doing a like a carbon copy revisit well, I, of it. And Which I get sense. that, but I'm saying it's little elements that I would have liked to see from back then in this story, but I get where y'all are coming from. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, like yeah, it I makes think. sense as to why it didn't do it, but it would have been made it jump off for me personally if somebody said, Damn, it's hot as hell out here. It ain't been this hot since wait a minute. You know what I mean? Like, if John would have noticed, they'd be like, it's an Indian summer out. My goodness, it's hot. Last time it was this hot, and he thinks about it and jumps, oh, God, my lady's possessed. You know what I mean? I I don't think they wanted to go that route. I think that's why they avoided it. Yeah, I get it. It's just for me personally. I don't know. Dylan, do you have anything you want to add? No, I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Um. So what what did we think of the devil emoji? That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was I I didn't expect it. I was. <laughs> I, I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was very like this is very bell soap so y'all because this is shit I would have seen on the boat and the beautiful. <laughs> but but I, I mean, lived with they, it. It was okay. This kind of brought me back to um. The Salem Stalker storyline when they would get messages on their PDAs. On the PDAs, yes! So I was like, but it, it was hilarious, but I wasn't it was like hilarious. shocked. It, it, looks like, it looks like Jafar from Aladdin. That was funny. I did see. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't expect to see a devil on her phone. I just didn't. And if, like, and if it was going to, I didn't expect it to look like that. Like, I imagined the devil with red face and red horns 
He was purple. Like, <laughs> yeah, he was, he was purple. <laughs> yeah, it was it was funny. But again, and I, I like that this time they they did it so that like once Marlena saw the devil on her phone, it was like the devil was in her ear. Like yeah. in that in that scene with Ben, and we heard the devil coaching her. Like she wasn't looking at her phone. Like it was literally like the devil was in her head. I I thought that scene. I liked the scene itself with the emoji, but the scene in general with Ben just staring at the out the window, it just played weird with that part. Because he just took the, uh, stood there and just looked out the window, and I was like, what? I don't know if it was just me. But it just oh, you mean when the when the wind burst open? You mean no? And he when, went to go close the window. No, when she, no, when um, when Marlena was uh, seeing the devil as a uh, as emoji, and Ben was just standing there, just looking out the window. I don't know. They should have directed it differently because it was really weird to me. I didn't bump on that. I thought he, I thought his weirdness to me was reading like she's acting weird and I don't know what no, to do. No, but he just, he stood there for a full minute just staring out the w- window and it would just like, I was like, uh, yeah, that played really weird. They could have directed it better, have been like do something in the apartment yeah. and Marlena looking at her phone because just standing there and just waiting for his cue because I honestly I don't like because I don't know Ben knew what to do because Marlena had never been there like that was the first time Marlena no I know I'm just saying like so the whole thing was just weird I don't think he really knew what to do he's like "Uh, I don't know what's happening right now but when she walked in and looked around was it her reacting or was it the devil because somebody looked disgusted it looked like no no I think that was actually my line hold on she walked in like she walked in looking around like you live here that, that, to be, uh, to that be was honest. Satan. Satan walked in and smell like broken here. <laughs> to be honest, I think it was Marlena, and I don't blame her because I feel the same way. She, she walked and she looked at me like, what? Uh, why would you who Listen, to live like this? The that minute, bed looks very thrift store to me. You know? The minute Sierra finds out that she's pregnant, I need them to find a new place to live. Please and thank you. Just moving. Oh, wait, they can't do that. Victor hates him. <laughs> yeah, like. Where could it go? Of, I know a lot of people had major issues with her being hand, like given a job. For me, isn't it the same job she had before? Yes, it is the same job she had before. For me, like what's left to be seen is if she actually works. Okay, but how many well, characters? See, it, are, it was her, weird to me that you're jumping on, into a job. A lot of characters were on so a fan. Huh? I mean, it was just weird to me that she was jumping into a full time junior executive job. Knowing that she's trying While to she's get planning pregnant. to get pregnant, yeah, her co-workers are gonna hate her. I would drag the living soul out of a co-worker for doing this, not because you got pregnant. It's the fact that you knew you were planning to get pregnant and leave us. <laughs> this is very much why like, I, I don't care about Sierra. She, along with everything else, she's just she's also entitled, and I'm just like, it's just so like good. okay. 
turn okay now i I can't say that because that's a family company i know it is but it's a family company and also too like she's related to 95 percent of the town there is literally one job she can have that would not be with a coat with somebody that she's related to and that's a demera and to be everywhere else in town is run by a everyone uses nepotism on this show that my the only people her was she never the, she the only people in this town not who everyone. do not have Eli Lonnie Rafe Sean and Bell are the only people who she have now, non-nepotism jobs she, her mother paid her for mother that. funded so, yeah, it that, that, that is nepotism <laughs> but she so worked no. for it though she's, 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 she's running the business but her, her mother no, I'm so, no here's the thing yeah, I prefer my Sierra issue with Sierra and working my issue with Sierra and working was wasn't the fact that she uses nepotism. I mean, everyone in this town uses nepotism. Yeah. It was it's hard the issue not that to she when you're u- related to half the town. Exactly. That's it was the issue, issue that she uses. She used it and never went to work. That's my issue. <laughs> that was my issue with it. But if we did see her working. Nepotism, it just wasn't a lot. That's my major issue because she eventually never showed up for work, working at Brady Pub, and then she was like. She did work a bit at Titan and then she quit and now she's back. I don't mind the nepotism. No, she angle. never quit. Did she, she never actually quit? quit? She just got, I thought she just got, she blown, got blown up. Because she was, <laughs> she was working at Titan right before her wedding. But even, because, it, it, the point is, no, she was never at work. But didn't she, well, she, ben, was at didn't time. she ben go look for work? Yes, that was in April. And, in, and then in May, May 20th, to be exact, the day that they cake tasted the wedding, she got her job back at Titan because she told Victor, I will come back to work at Titan because she took a leave of absence when she was when she was saving when she was trying to free Ben. And then she said, I'll come back to work at Titan if you ease up on Ben. And she went back to work and she worked there in June and July. In fact, two weeks before the wedding, she took a call that was work related when Ben and Claire had that fight in the square. So she was working two weeks before she blew up. Well, two weeks before the wedding. And then the wedding happened, and then Ben was missing, and then she blew up. Okay. So she never quit her job. Basically, she all the terrible... to say she was never at work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you basically now, just told me. She wasn't at work. The, y'all did bring up her, point. her being inconsiderate for getting the job and then plan, as she's planning to get pregnant. I would I wouldn't hate it if I thought there would be a story to come out of it. Like give her a, a like a, a boss or supervisor that is just pissed about it. it I, hell, you could bring in Chelsea to do it. Yeah. No, suggested that. No, no. It feels like they're just giving it to her because she's yeah, like, I, I need some financial financial support. It's like, I, I literally thought that her plan was to be a stay at home mom because it does not. It, what home? It made no stop. I wouldn't want to stay there. Because it it, it didn't make sense to me. I mean, you are literally, you are plant, you want to jump in. You, it it would be different if she had, it would be different if she were like Gabby or Abigail or someone who was established in their career planning. A baby and being like okay i'm gonna go back to work while we're trying to get pregnant what you've taken three phone calls you've done you have no not three phone calls <laughs> <laughs> like you have you have no standing in your career whatsoever 
So if it, it's clearly well, not does. a priority. She does. So, it was just all off screen because her, her career advancement happened within the time jump year because she got hired at Titan in September. And then the whole year that we time jumped, she had moved up the ranks to the junior executive. And then she stopped going to work. <laughs> That's the point we're making. She didn't go to work. I understand that. But I'm, I'm saying that, that she did have job yeah, progression. Uh, uh, it was just no. off screen. In corporate, it, it, that is not a... Yeah, in corporate... Hell, that, you miss a week, you behind. A, a year is nothing. Like, literally, that, no. I'm it, just, in, in real life, no, but in soap t- in TV world, yeah. Not even in TV world. Do you know how long Neil Winters was? Okay, no, we're not. Yeah, don't go there. How, how long was Lexi in medical school before she became a doctor? I'm just saying, that's not. Like, no, I but mean, I, I can give an example here. When Brooke English stopped being a investor reporter to become a wife and mother, when she tried to get back into that field, it was hell for her to fight back for her position that she was in. We're just saying it just doesn't make any sense for her to be trying to plan a family and then hop back into her corporate ladder. Like she didn't take, what, a year away yeah, from Yeah, because she's already been gone for a year. So yeah. she's already, her... her advancement has already been derailed so she's already been gone for a year so now she's I, I would love for them she's to, already planning to be gone again we've pretty much discussed everything for the week so i think it is time for our segments uh, first up is good bad and ugly Ariet, do you want to kick us off um so my good for this week um i liked um, the levitation scenes with uh, Marlena, and I also thought the Lonnie moment was cute. As far as bad and ugly, I, I have to combine those two because I feel like the B stories surrounding um, the possession. I'm talking about not the other stories with the possession angle, like the movie and all of that. But like yeah, you're talking like Brady, Chloe, Philip, Jake, yeah. Ava, and Gabby. Yeah, those stories surrounding the possession are still feeling like it's it's really off, and <clears throat> I feel like they need to fix it somehow because it's Mar Devil going after them in some type of way can only do so much. So I really need these stories to pick up and just shift somehow before she does because I don't think she can fix them so that's my combined bad and ugly just fix the bad writing in general because they're two stories can carry the show in my opinion and those two stories are the position and the Lonnie parentage story like those two are the only to I genuinely enjoy, I need the others to be in the same level. So, yeah. Okay, Dylan, what about you? Okay, well, I don't have an ugly for the week because nothing was like super, super terrible for me. Um, My good is basically any and everything surrounding the possession. I am really enjoying the way they're blending the past and the present and the way that they're bringing other characters 
into it and the way that they're presenting it for people who maybe missed it the first time around. I think they're doing a really good job of that. It's been fun. It's been interesting. And I'm really excited to see, you know, where we go from here as more of that story unfolds. And my bad is just the way that they're prolonging the Chloe, Brady, Philip, whatever they're calling it, triangle, situationship, whatever it is, it it really needs to end. Because for me, it's always been really, really clear where they were going to end up. And the further they go, the clearer the writing on the wall gets. And the worse it start, it's it feels. So like I just at, at this point, it's a mercy killing. Just take it out to the backyard and shoot it. It it needs to it needs to be dead. It needs to be <laughs> It needs to be over. That's my bad. And like I said, I don't really have an ugly because nothing was like super 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 terrible for me this week. So. Okay, Michael, why don't you give us your reading rainbow and your good, bad, and ugly combined? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Welcome to the Mavericks reading good, bad, and ugly. My good, I have to say, the possession. It was just everything about it was so fun. Even Ben putting his bushes, baked beans, and Sierra's oven was fun. It was just fun. But alas, with many good, sometimes there's a bad side to it. My bad would have to be the whole movie angle of the position. It could be played better to me personally, because as of right now, I'm tired of it. <laughs> I really am. It, it's weighed a little too thin for me, but it can be elevated if used the right way. So I'm hoping they use it the right way. And my ugly, which leads to my read. Y'all ready, y'all? Let's go. Philip Joan Crawford Kiriakis, sit your ass down, sit your ass down. You're 50, bro. It, 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 it's no way that I can, it's no other ways I can say it. You're 50. Why are you still acting like you were 20 years ago? It's getting old, bro. Honestly, I can't even drag you that bad, though, because it's not just you. It's Chloe and Brady. All of y'all are pushing 50. Grow the fuck up. Just like Rafe, Ava, and Nicole. Y'all are pushing 50. Grow up. I'm tired of seeing it. Move on. There's better things than this, please. And that is my reading good, bad, and ugly. All right. So, Nick, what about you? What's your good, bad, and ugly? Grandpa. My good is um, the multi-generational aspect of the possession story. Um, it's including a lot of characters across multiple generations the fact that marlena's grandkids are having to contend with this it's so compelling to watch um hell they're even including a younger couple like chad and abby in this so like i'm enjoying it a lot seeing uh johnny try to cast people and trying to use his relatives to do it it's it's fun to see um my bad um the editing situation with the eli lonnie paul Paulina Ape scenes do better, please, for the love of please God. Please, God. Um, my ugly is Ben and Sierra's house or apartment. I hate <laughs> it. It's stupid. It looked, 
Marlena looked rightfully disgusted when she walked into it. If they're going to have a baby, if I got to deal with them, ah, give them ah, a better ah, place. Ah, <laughs> give ah, give oh, them Lord. a better place to live. I can't take it anymore. She's got money. She comes from money. I don't care if he doesn't want to spend her money, but I, listen, put your pride up. Yeah, pride aside, dude, get a better place. Didn't he remake the cabin? Why didn't they live there? Like, they don't want I, to see I, them living on Camp Crystal Lake. Okay, I fine. Honest, but I just, honestly thought that's what they were going to do. And me this, and a lot of other Sin fans were like all for it. Because believe me, we, we, I mean, I don't hate it as much as some other fans do, but a lot of Sin fans I, want I get, them to move out yesterday. I, oh, I, oh, but I, when. No, hold it. on, hold on, Nate. Hold I don't on, like Grandpa. It. Hold on, Grandpa. <laughs> hold so on, because I have a, I, I have something to say on this one. So you said you wanted that, and you wanted to see Sierra in a general store, but you sat here and laughed when they burnt down the tunnel in Nixon Falls. Who laughed? I'm, me. I laughed because, oh. I, because I fucking hated the tunnel and everything having but to do you with But you want Sierra in a general store? I said I didn't mind it. I fucking hated Nixon Falls. Therefore, I did an Irish jig when it burned down to the ground. I own it. I accept it. Move the fuck on. Tony, I'm going to have to meet you on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Come chase me in my wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh my I'm going to get some... That's okay. I'm going to get some thumbtacks. We're going to roll with... You know well, you're what? not, but... Oh you, Grandpa. I'm, I'm done. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> ben and Sarah need a better place to live. Please. Okay. My good, bad, and ugly. Um, My good, like everybody has said, the possession has been amazing, but I'm going to pivot to the shipper part of me for one second, and I'm just going to say my good is the open communication between Ben and Sierra. I love how open and honest they are and how they're not afraid to tell each other the truth. And how I also love how supportive he is of her, like how happy he was for her when she got her job back, like them being a true team and like a success for one of them is a success for both of them. And it just makes me so happy. That's my good. Um, my bad is kind of similar to what um, Michael said. Like, I need everybody to start acting age appropriate. And like, Ava, Rafe, Nicole, Brady, Chloe, Philip, y'all are long past the high school years. Grow the fuck up. Act your age and stop Especially this that bullshit. damn Rafe. Especially <laughs> that Rafe. 100%. And then my ugly, I don't. As much as I enjoyed the levitation scene, that red light in that scene, I hated it. I hated it so much. I it, it didn't need it. Um, so that was the ugly for me. And now we're going to move into watching it wrong. Arya, do you wait, have one? Wait, 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 wait. I forgot to do it. Okay. My good is to whoever found that budget to get the original John and Marlena affair theme added onto <gasps> the courtroom table. Oh, yes, yes. Let I'm me tell y'all something. Free. You screamed. I took my drawers off and threw them at the TV like it was a Marvin Gaye concert. Whore. Because. <laughs> <laughs> well, my legs are as open as your age record. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, plus 40. Nuts. Why do y'all anyway. ask what I host this podcast, damn it? We do anyway, it all the time. <laughs> that is what I was saying. 
I took my draws off and threw them to the TV like it was Marvin Gaye on the screen because it just gave me so many flashbacks of caught up in the rapture and Luther Vandross and Hot Springs and oh, what a moment. A moment that was most pleasing to me. My mother thought I lost my mind because that cue started playing and you could kind of barely hear it, but I heard it and I literally started squealing. I heard it before I even saw the damn scenes. Oh my God. I was squealing like a little girl and my mother thought I lost my mind. I was like, oh my God, that's the real cue. And, and I was, Tony wasn't oh. shit because she didn't tell me it was, was going to happen. She just left it out there for me and didn't say anything. So I had to find out on my own. Well, no, I, no, I did because I freaked the fuck out in the group chat. And if you didn't read it, that's on you. But I literally said, Michael, you need to watch this shit immediately. See you did, but you didn't, t- See, yes, you didn't I tell me the did. theme song. You I did not CRT tell me the theme song. With original theme. Plus, I also tweeted it. So it was out there. You just had to find it. The fact that you didn't is not my problem. <laughs> you left me hanging, Tony. You left me you for le- dead. You left me you for dead. Le- you left me for dead. You left me for dead. Hey, I get, I left I left you all the signs. You didn't want to pick up on them again. Not my circus, not my monkeys, not my problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're watching it wrong. Yes. We shall move into you are watching it wrong. Ariet, do you have one? I don't have one for this week. Um there's just been so many takes and all of them are wrong but I don't really have one specific okay Michael what about you whatever you did stop <laughs> Dylan what about you um I don't have a specific thing it's just more of a general thing and I, I get it because I know when the possession ran the first time it was kind of controversial people had split opinions so I expected that to be the case again I will say that I've noticed under the show, like when they tweet a promo or like the official like NBC days, like their things or their promos or whatever, I've noticed that there is an uptick in people coming for folks' opinions when they haven't been called. Like the thing is that the tag itself is a communal space. The show the official show, Twitter show, pages, those are communal spaces. And you are going to see all kinds of opinions. And some of those opinions you may not agree with. It is perfectly okay to see an opinion you don't agree with and keep on scrolling. You are not required to respond. And if someone isn't enjoying a story or they think that, you know, a ship is boring or someone is getting too much airtime or not enough airtime, whatever their opinion is, they actually do get to express that. And you don't have to agree, but you also don't have to respond. I feel like we've kind of forgotten that we're sharing this space with each other and people do get to state their opinions even when they are negative, as long as they aren't getting completely out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like if they're, they're not coming for the actors on a personal level, they're not being racist, they're not being homophobic. You know what I mean? As long as they're not committing those type of offenses, 
we really need to do a little bit better in letting people say what it is they want to say because it's it, it it's getting weird out there like <laughs> it, it's getting weird out there like y'all don't have to respond to everything and and I wish that you would just kind of think things through before you engage with someone because like what is your purpose if someone tweets you know I'm you know I'm I'm Catholic and I find the possession to be blasphemous so I'm not watching anymore that's cool what is your purpose Mm -hmm. in jumping into their you know being like, well, I disagree. I think it's wonderful and we're not going to miss you. Like, okay, what is the purpose of that? What have you accomplished now? What What did you really accomplish? Now you're never going to get that fan back. I only, I only do that when people come into my mentions with their negativity. Then I sh- see them out. Right. See, that that is perfect. Yeah. That, yeah, that's fine to me. <laughs> but it's like, I, I just feel like we need to be a little bit more, you know, open to the fact that when we're in those communal spaces, like the general show tag, the official, you know, Twitter for the show, like it's a communal space. You're going to see all kinds of opinions. Everyone is not going to agree with yours and you don't need to respond to everyone's. And if you are going to engage with someone, particularly someone you don't know, because that's the thing, y'all are not coming at your mutuals. You're you're coming at people who are strangers to you in these Twitter streets mm-hmm. and you're you're coming at them crazy because they don't like your ship or they don't like this story or they want someone to have more airtime or they want someone to have less airtime. They get to say that you don't have to agree and you got a whole space that belongs just to you that you can go to and you can tweet whatever you whatever it is you feel you can let it out there but it's just if no one's calling you stop coming when people aren't calling you truly stop that it, it's not benefiting anybody and it just makes things uncomfortable stop making people uncomfortable learn to learn to keep scrolling that's that's how you're watching it wrong well right. said but well I said. will say this. I will say this. Her saying that reminded me of another ugly. Okay. Go ahead before I give my watching it wrong. That scene between Julie and Sierra when they was talking about Oak Alley. Mm-hmm. Oh, I let that lie. I, I let that die. Mm-hmm. Listen. Was that it, this week or last week? I couldn't. That was last week. That was last week. I wasn't here for that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And anyway, even though she said, I already told y'all, I love Julie, but she need not share scenes with Black folk or speak on Black folk issues because it will always hit me wrong. I'm sorry, but this is the cards that y'all dealt, and now I'm playing with them. Don't do that again. And that was my ugly. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, My watching it wrong. I keep seeing these these things uh, floating through my timeline. Um, to the people who pity Deidre Hall for having to uh, relive an old story, she don't need it. 
she's perfectly happy. Go watch some of her interviews. She is thrilled. She is having the time of her life. You do not need to pity her. Like, go pity something in somebody else, somebody who could actually use it, because she does not. Exactly. And that is my watching it wrong. I have one. Um, I did scroll past it, but I did bookmark it because I thought I was going to use it. It came across my timeline. Um, Someone said, not them using Darlena's love story to bring Chabby back together. I don't particularly care, but I can assure you this doesn't get the criticism it would if it were another couple. And it's from a Sin fan. I'm just going to be real about it. The difference with what they did with Chabby in those scenes was they didn't rip off a bunch of John and Marlena tropes and give it to Chabby to use. They, they, were, pl- they were reenacting a romantic scene in John and Marlena's history. It's not the same thing as GH having Lulu get kidnapped um, on the anniversary and be frozen. Like, it's not the same thing as re- is taking someone else's history and giving it to the next generation. It's not the same thing. They drew parallels between Chad and Abby and John and Marlena. It's not the same thing as what they did with Sin and the psychic connection or him suggesting that he kidnap her on a motorcycle. It's not the same. Or the execution. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I forgot about that, too. But, yeah, it's not. It's two. Those are two different, totally different situations. That's not watching it wrong. Okay, and on that note, I think we have pretty much gone through everything for the week. So this has been another edition of Soap Dish Salem Style, and we will see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.